Greg Rodriguez wearing boxer shorts. It is the 20th of June 2018. This is Raptors in the Kitchen. I, I said my name already, so I don't need to repeat that right. I'm joined by Neil McCulloch. Good evening. And Tommy Vance. Evening. Even though it might be the daytime. Who knows? It's a podcast. Listen to it when you want. Well, I mean, we're not telling them like uh, when they need to listen to it. We're simply informing them of when we recorded it. And it's not a great start. So uh, anyway, guys, how's it going? How's your week been? It's been all right. Not too okay. bad. You've had a week off work. I've had a few days so far off work. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be. It was a week off for your birthday. It is, yes. Hey. My birthday on Sunday. There you go. So if you want to tweet Neil's happy birthday, I'm sure that'd be lovely. Uh, McVitie's Jaffa cake cake for him. Yeah, McVitie's wanting to send me Jaffa cakes. Yes, make that happen. Mm. But that, that's not exclusively for your birthday though. You just you just want that. No, if they were to do that on my birthday, it would be a special gift. But yes, I would rather it was the status quo. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I hear you, man. I hear you. Tommy, you're the way up to the Highlands tomorrow. I uh, no Friday. Yep. No, I'm meeting a friend tomorrow. Uh, Paco saw this friend out and about and confused fuck out of him because like yeah I'm, I'm meeting Tommy you tomorrow no friends no he was like I'm meeting Tommy I'm on and uh, no man he's way up north and then I messaged him saying I, I'm not going up north and I just that's Friday that's Friday so we can still hang but yes I'm going to be on up north for a week well no well 10 days so I won't be here next week but I don't think there's anything out and even <laughs> if there is I'm sure he's all managed no bother I think there is something out well, there's going to be something out. I don't know if it's anything significant. I don't know. I don't When's know. the Incredibles to it? That's out in America already, but it's not. <coughs> I think it's a couple of weeks yet for that. Uh, Mission Impossible, maybe? No, that's July, isn't it? Mm. Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp, or oh, we eat football. Let's move on. <laughs> I was going to say, we're not doing very well. We're like, what's on next week? Well, we don't know. We're doing a movie podcast. We should be in the know of all the releases. Yeah, but like the, the podcast is about days of movies past <coughs> movies of Christmas but I don't know I was trying to work in some form of reference maybe there. we could then watch Evangelion I'm absolutely up for watching Evangelion I used to do that then well, I think you would like it Tom I will watch it I will watch it but if you want if you if you want to do that while I'm away then it gives you something to do Um. yeah are you giving us homework I'm suggesting something for you to do uh, that's not the same as homework. Homework you're required to do. That's totally going to appear on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, My worry is that it's going to keep doing that because, like, for some reason, even though I keep deleting uh, files off of the OneDrive on the mm-hmm. computer, like not the Google Drive, but like the Microsoft one, like I never use it. It just does things automatically. I delete all the stuff and it still pops up with your OneDrive is full clear space and makes that noise like all the fucking time no matter I don't use it originally and I've already deleted everything so why is it doing it why Neil why maybe it is in fact an advert for you to buy something else quite possibly I think it's doing that annoying thing where like I'm deleting the files off it but then it's like it does an automatic backup and it's like oh man there's all these files uh, I don't know yeah. so just fucking how have you just been fighting the whole like the new legislation with like ads and all that and uh, if he's been getting more it's like you must accept this because we use cookies you use fine with that if he's been that getting much of that always there before always I, don't, I don't really like use my, my phone or that or even the fucking PC for like web browsing in general so I don't really see it that often okay um, and when I do I tend to just you know click away from it alright 
No worries. I don't have an issue with it because at this stage of the game, if the government wants to know something about me, the government probably already knows. Yeah, that's true. About me. Mm-hmm. So. Well. Anyway, shall we move on to the news? Suppose so, man. Like I asked how you guys week was, but like nobody stopped to ask little well, Paco how his week Paco, was. Paco, I, I would like to know how your week went. I, I don't know about it. <laughs> well, you, we mean you were hanging Monday. We were watching uh, Money in the Bank and NXT. Mm-hmm. It was seven hours. Why is it called Money in the Bank? Because that's the name of the pay-per-view. Or, or why? It's because the main event of that pay-per-view is you have to climb a ladder or grab a briefcase and that briefcase entitles you a title shot anytime, anywhere. Why isn't it called Climbing for Dollars? Because... Because that's probably trademark. Yeah, under Orion. Was it Orion that produced The Running Man? Fairly sure it was. It's nice being, It's nice seeing Orion back. It's nice to see that logo every day. It's nice to see that logo. I just, logo. <laughs> logo. I just wish it was on some better films. Yeah. I mean, it'd, it'd be it nice if it was still the 80s. Didn't Orion <laughs> brought it recently? Um, they got, oh, fuck, they did. They brought something out recently and I remember... Was it not on the front of A Quiet Place? I think it was. Yeah. yeah I think it was. It was, was on the front of A Quiet Place. I think not so. It was Orion that done the original Predator, wasn't it? Uh, no, that's 20th Century Fox. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, Orion. That's why you get AVP movies. Yeah, but Orion, Orion did like Robocop, I think. Yeah. Yes. The Robocop. Yeah. One but, and two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's just it's one of those things you always remember, like as a kid, watching like really violent films when you probably shouldn't have been, and you're like you just ah oh, Orion, yeah that was a I mean I say a staple of quality, but I remember being Neil saying that there was some good movies, but there was a lot of fucking oh, shit. Oh, there was a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. With some real dregs. Yeah. I, can, I, I don't have, n- I have nothing but good memories about Orion though so uh, how about that movie news how about that movie news okay so have you heard Paco of a film called Billionaire's Boys Club no okay should I have no um, it was made two well production had wrapped two and a half years ago it's been given a release date now but the reason it has been it wasn't released sooner is because Kevin Spacey is in it. Oh, okay. So this was a pre, so a, 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 pre, a, pre dis, a pre disgraced Kevin Spacey movie. Can all. I make the obvious joke? Go for it. They need this time to replace him with Christopher Plummer. Uh, no, he's he's still going to be in the film. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, but just like it comes up with like now that warning you get on cigarette packets, where it's like warning maybe hazards to your health. Like whenever Spacey's on the screen, it's got like that. But like it says, yeah. like either that or like. Massive Either that'll be like a big black mark, whatever it's like in South Park with the Prophet <coughs> Muhammad, isn't it? I'd be hilarious if somebody just went back and animated cardboard cutouts of because he couldn't afford to do it digitally. Yeah, that'd be great. Be the best film ever. <laughs> um, well, it's it's been, they're going to release it. Uh, Vertical Entertainment is, uh, are going to release it. They've not given a specific date. Uh, the film is about. Um, a group of wealthy boys in the 1980s, in 1980s LA who come up with a plan to get uh, uh, for a get-rich-quick uh, Ponzi scheme. Um, it stars um, Spacey, uh, Taron Egerton from uh, Kingsman and Ansel Egert from um, Baby Driver. I'm so glad I didn't have to pronounce those. No problem. <laughs> uh, Vertical Entertainment also released a statement saying, we hope these distressing allegations per- pertaining to one person's behaviour um, that were not publicly known when the film had been made almost 2.5 years ago do not tarnish the release and we hope audiences make up their own minds 
See, that's something that I'm pretty sure we spoke about when the whole Spacey thing first came to light, though. Or maybe the podcast wasn't good at that time. Right. Like, have we, how much have we spoke about this on here? I'm pretty sure we've spoke about this. But, like, it's one... He, like, Spacey is one fucking guy, and there are hundreds of people who work on that. Well, that's what they're saying. So, yeah. That's, that's what they're saying. That, like, yeah, it's know. basically... There was one guy who's a disgraced fucking arsehole, but... There was a lot of people that went in and a lot invested time and money in this film, so it's up to you to judge it, but don't let that be the the factor. I mean, like statistically though, with like hundreds of people working on the film, there are guaranteed to be more than one arsehole in there, though. No doubt. So, but given that this was a a two time Oscar winner, Hollywood A lister, producer, director, stage uh, actor, and just such a name. I mean, no doubt his name would have been on the marquee first. Or, well, actually, no, it would have been and Kevin's. It would have been Taylor Egerton, Ansel Egerton, uh, Egerton, Ansel Egerton feature, and Kevin Spacey. But the point being is, Spacey is a huge fucking deal, man. So, I mean. Fuck off. When it, <laughs> Keep going. Uh, when it comes to. When it comes to this kind of production, you know that he would be he would have been one of the reasons at the time where you knew this was going to make money because. He's a well-established actor, a two-time Oscar winner, but now he's the reason a lot of folk will probably boycott this film, trash it, um, and generally not want anything to do with it. I've got a question for you. I also have a question. Mine's is a funny question. Mine's is also a funny question. Let's see if we're on the same page here. Is it to do with biopics? No. No? Mine's is to do with them think, uh, Tommy saying they think this would make money. My question is, would Han Solo and that guy from the Kingsman movies actually really do make that much money in a starring role? That's not Han Solo that's in that film. Which one was in Uh He was in Baby Driver. Oh, right, aye. Even, even him? That's, even more so? That's more like, so now. Yeah. Less people know that guy. Hmm. Um, well, given that Baby Driver was that out two years ago, so it would have probably been coming off the heels of that. Taylor Egerton had done... Um, legend and um, Kingsman at this point so I mean they would have been known but yeah they're not like Spacey would have been the, the name yeah in that Spacey's the top name in that. I, I, my question was going to be like <clears throat> if people were to make a biopic about Kevin Spacey's life do you think that it would be really funny of the cast Christopher Plummer to play him <laughs> it would be really funny <laughs> it'd have to be a comedy though <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that well, who knows? I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we were talking, I think a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how Brian De Palma is making a film based on a sex predator, and he said that Weinstein is the inspiration for that. So who knows? It the spacey film might happen in a couple of years. Brian, Brian De Palma is not the man to handle that. Story. I, believe, I believe Neil said <laughs> that when it happened. Uh, when we talked about it, sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, will you just go watch this film? No. 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 I mean, like, no, but, because, like, the thing is, actually, maybe, who knows, for this podcast, it's been described, quite possibly. It's been described as a Wolf of Wall Street-esque. See, like, I wasn't as enamoured with that as, like, most people were. I mm. thought it was kind of alright, but, like... It, it's patchy. Just, yeah. Uh, from, from just the premise and shit, this doesn't sound like uh, a film, regardless, <laughs> regardless of a species involvement in it. Like, I wouldn't... Like not go see it because he's in it, but like it just doesn't sound like my kind of film from the get go. 
Okay. Like because of this podcast and the fact that it's not going to cost me anything, I might still go see it anyway. Like if there's nothing else out that week or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Is that pretty much where you're at, Neil? Yeah. Like I wouldn't not go to see it just because Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah. It's I, like but I, it doesn't really sound that interesting to me. But like Paco content. So. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I really fucking love the film The Usual Suspects and I like American Beauty and I will watch them again it's just taking a bit of time to kind of be like well, I'm going to watch that but I need to kind of displace the man from that character and but does there then come a time where maybe you just keep putting off keep putting off and you never ever go back oh no I'll go back I will I just you have to be I have to be in the mood for that kind of film I'm not like in my mind boycotting and I'm not like oh I can't I really want to watch it but I don't know I'm just not right, being get, in the mood for it I get that this is different because when the stuff I'm about to talk about was made like a standards were different but like surely if you can like read that graphic novel that Neil gave you about a Lovecraft mm-hmm. considering he uses the word nigger and negro constantly yes. okay, without any sense of irony mm-hmm. like you know if you can read that but like disassociate you know the fact that it was written at a different time from the fact that like if he was to write that now he would be completely fucking yeah up. I mean mm-hmm. you could do you have to do that with, with literature I mean one of my favourite books is I Am Legend and that very same word is used in that book but that was written in like the late 50s when it was no, like, it was it was more commonplace to hear that amongst like t- on radio on TV on politicians describe something like that, and it was not in society's terms yeah. as slanderous so as it is now. It, it's different, obviously, because like what Spacey done was fucking horrible in the fifties. Even, even in relation, well, I don't mean sorry, not slanderous. I mean as in you would hear politicians and all that openly saying it and things like that. No, whereas, no, no, by the fifties, the fifties. You wouldn't get politicians out now saying but that. We, we get like we get the point though. Like. It's it was a lot more the civil rights movement by that point was starting was well, kind of kicking off. Well, when I watched, I recently watched a Bobby Kennedy uh, documentary. How how much from the south were these politicians? Um, well, as I said, like uh, I was watching a Bobby Kennedy documentary recently. And he says that word frequently during uh, uh, when discussing uh, the vote, discussing rights. So, I, I'm the, just the saying. Point, the point being, though, mm-hmm. is that, like it is different because what Spacey done mm-hmm. like was horrible even for the time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, which Lovecraft stuff, like it is horrible in retrospect and stuff, and it would have been horrible, you know, to mm-hmm. read back then as well. But like it was just something that happened back then. Yeah. Okay, like, uh, but like it's the same thing, though, isn't it? Like you, you, some something's like what's the word? I don't want to say like entertainment worth because that's just like do you, do you know what I mean though like, kind of yeah it's something something like that like as long as you acknowledge that it's not okay yeah and like yeah. I mean like if, the space still get paid from this that would be like a big thing if I knew for a fact that he wasn't getting any money from his role in this yeah or like the money that he should have been getting was going to like some kind of charity to help with abuse yeah, uh, that would go a long way to kind of you know massaging your your guilt about watching a film with like a fucking known offender in it. Yeah, but I mean it, it's the same as um, I mean we kind of talked about this before, but you've got like the thing with Spacey and Weinstein that, but then you look at like the films of Roman Polanski, the films of Woody <clears throat> Allen, people that have been accused and are well 
Roman Polanski is a fugitive American justice still, and yet he still makes films, and he won an Oscar post all that kind it's, of thing. It's the same in all forms of media. Mm-hmm. It's disassociating the art from the artist. It's like, no. do, pe- do people give John Lennon shit, even though he used to beat his wife? Yeah. No. Yeah. People say he's amazing. He's yeah. not, he's great. But it's, it's the same in film and time will kind of allow us to break yeah I mean recently I went and watched 2001 A Space Odyssey and Arthur C. Clarke was supposedly uh, I don't know about that man because I've mentioned that before like I think it was me that said that to you but like subsequently I've looked into that and cannot find any mention of it anywhere on the internet which would suggest that maybe he's not a fiddler yeah right like I, I had thought that he moved to New Zealand to escape the British justice system for being like a fucking pedo basically but like that's not that? I don't know man I don't know like I think I'm I, sure I read I, it I never, somewhere I, I, I like, never I never thought it'd be he escaped justice it was more there was heavy rumours that kind of thing where you know shit sticks even if it hasn't been proven that kind of thing yeah like, if it is true, that's fucking gotten because he is one of my favourite authors. Like, yeah, but I mean, I watched 2001 Space Odyssey and with that in mind, knowing that he co-wrote it, and I'm like, I could still watch the film and be like, well, you know, like you said, Neil, disassociating that from the other thing. So there you go. Um, moving on. Um, Disney has upped its bid to $71.3 billion for, for Fox. For Fox. 71? I thought it would be somewhere in a billion. 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 Right, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. With a B. Uh, a lot of wing wings. Yeah, man, that's... Fair, fair, Fox could just be like, right, so Comcast, <laughs> what, what's your rebuttal to that? Well, that's the next step. Was it's a heavy bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robert Zemeckis is in final negotiations to direct the remake of Roald Dahl's The Witches. Um, previous film starred Angelica Houston, I think it was 1990, came out, also Rowan Atkinson. I remember enjoying it as a kid, but I remember it being freaky as fuck when who you first seen the switches. Nicholas Rogue, oh, who cool. also did the man who fell, the man who fell to earth, and uh, oh shit, what's it called? Don't look now. Um, uh, it is to be written and directed by Zemeckis and produced by Alfonso Cuarón and Guillermo del Toro. Okay, has Alfonso Cuarón done? Anything since Gravity exciting? Okay, Gravity was alright. No, it wasn't. Gravity was rubbish. Gravity was like a spectacle. It was like really entertaining to watch. So dull. Um, I is he the one that done all the like twenty one grams and? No, that's Alejandro uh, Inaratu. Alfonso Cuarón did Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, he did Children of Men. Right, right, okay, okay. Uh, Children of Men. That is a good movie. movie. Even Prisoner of Azkaban, that was the first Harry Potter film I saw. That's the first proper good one. Yeah, it was alright. I've still yet to see it, but everybody said the same thing about what you just said about Azkaban. Um, You're saying we're not original? No, I'm saying the the, the general consensus (laughs) is the first two Harry Potter films are shit. I've only, I've seen the first, I remember seeing the first one and was thinking this is fucking bollocks it so is. I just I did not return it's to the series even though it went on and on and on and it garnered this huge following it, gets, it gets really good well that's why I got told after Azkaban it, it they're like it gets because good. it gets grim yeah like yeah well, it gets dark as fuck it's... no but that's what I get told and the, the only time I decide to invest myself in watching another Harry Potter film 
and it just happened because I worked in the cinema at the time is I watched Half-Blood Prince and that was good and then I watched the last two films and I was like yeah this was pretty good maybe I will watch Goblet of Fire and um, Azkaban and there's another one I'm probably missing Order of the Order Phoenix. of the Phoenix that's it uh, can I do that annoying thing where like I'm half remembering like a Magnificent Beast about to find them being in the news recently but don't remember why is it like a sequel uh, being announced or was no. a sequel always announced yeah the, there's, there's, there's you, a new you, one coming out and the reason there's a con- controversial is because Johnny Depp's in it also, is that what it is also because there's no there's supposed to be kind of nothing to say that um, as we'd call Gandalf there you mean uh, uh, Dumbledore? Dumbledore? Yeah, is a homosexual. All right. What, what, what's that got to do with this? That's that's no, that's in Harry Potter lore. That's in yeah. Harry. But right. What's that got to do with this? This the, is a prequel, of Harry Potter. Is it? Yeah. I don't know that. I thought it was just like what you see the first one. Yeah, but like I thought this was like oh no yeah because like it's set during like the war or whatever or like shortly after. It's yeah. the fact that it's about wizards and they've got ones and it's magic and it's so it's, is Harry Potter and, and it's present day and it's like by it, J.K. Rowling it's like it's so it, is Harry Potter it, and it's present day. I be, I'm yeah, saying you this did. Is, this is a sequel. I thought like, this is prequel. Prequel and sequel. I thought. For a wee while there, I thought it was like that was just set in America at the same time as Harry Potter. But like, oh right, no. no. <laughs> um, there is there is joint lore. Yes. Um, so. Did you watch the first one, Neil? No. It was actually all right. I heard it was all right. You told me it was all right. I was like, I just see, never watched see it. See if it turned up on Netflix one day. I'd watch That's, it. Yeah, like I said, I'm fucking it. you like drank an entire fucking bottle of whiskey on the Saturday night, and then like on Sunday, you're just like feeling really uncomfortable. And, and you like, watch that. I that's right. like a total. Oh, that's on Netflix. I will fucking just sit and like. I will. I sweat through that. I will like, watch it. Eddie, yeah, Eddie Redmayne's face really kind of annoyed me. Oh, in the posters. Just, it looks like he's farted, yeah. and he's just he's got this kind of look of. Yeah, I I took it more to be he's just dipped his balls in your pal's pint and has gone over to your pal's say watch so he drinks that and puts that wee smirk as it happens no he's actually kind of charming a bit no okay. I'm not, not saying it's just this like, wee, wee, wee smirky face I'm like no, it looks as if he's done something talent. like what have you done you yeah. fucking wide open like he's still kind of got like a bit of his like fucking raspy Kind of bullshit Jupiter Ascending <laughs> voice in the go, but like it's not near as bad. Who's he in Jupiter Ascending? He's like the main bad guy, isn't he? Oh, yes, I, yes, I. I, I never ever saw that movie. <laughs> you should you, you, done yourself you, a favour. No, 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 no. no. You, should, you should get mega ripped and watch that, Neil, because I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. But Eddie uh, Redmayne is, is, is fucking, fucking shite. trash. It's like, so shite. Like, is it on Netflix? Yeah, oh, I think so. Man. Oh, Fuck, man. Like the only price to watch that film for is entirely free. Like even if it costs a penny, that's a penny too much. Yeah, Jupiter Ascendant is a fucking piece of shit. It really it's is terrible. It is the final day. So isn't it? Yes. Uh, Channing Tatum is a a, a a skater space wolf thing. So is Sean Bean. Sean Bean's part. He's dog. He, no, is he not part wasp or bumblebee? No, like she controls the bumblebees. Aye, she could. We this could control bumblebees <laughs> because she's the queen of the universe. See the way it starts it's off. It's, the way it's, it starts it's, off. It's Cinderella. It's it's Kate. Yeah, you know, having sat through Gods of Egypt last week. Oh, that that doesn't sound like that. God's Egypt is a fucking Hitchcock movie in comparison. Like, (laughs) seriously, man, it's like a Jupiter Ascending is next level bullshit. Yeah, like Eddie Redmayne cuts about like the Emperor. He's he's like the Emperor, but if the Emperor is constipated. See, knowing that it's the Wachowskis, Neil, 
can you tell me what you think the main plot is? Just the, the central theme, even not the main plot, the central theme. Um, think, think of the Matrix, think of Cloud Atlas. Uh, what else is Ma- it mainly more of the Matrix. Is it all one big Jesus analogy? Kinda, yeah. A wee bit, but uh, that, mostly it's that they are breaking down people to use as a resource. <laughs> yeah, it's Soylent Green. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly this the Soylent Green thing. No, but not only they that, use, they, they, they mishmash. Use it in the Matrix, they use it in Cloud Atlas, they use it in this. They mishmash like, loads of shit in there. Like right at the start, it's supposed to be like June because it's like these these three members of a family are warring over control yeah. of something and then it's like no right no. Tommy stop I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it super I'm totally gonna watch it that's fine yeah that'd be uh, fun I know yeah. it's so it's bad it's really bad I just have that feeling in the back of my mind that no matter what I could say here saying nah it's in rubbish I know I'm gonna watch it and then there's like bits of it where they clearly watched Brazil and they're like oh man we could make like a modern Brazil and then it's just terrible. Uh, well, you say that like Brazil's just 1984. Yeah, no, but like, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they said like Brazil was one of the influences as well. But there's like specifically the bit where they're going through all the administration stuff. If you remember that oh yeah, there. that's a total. It's, actually, yeah. is Terry Gilliam not even? I think he's in that I scene. Think he might be in it. He's like the clerk. I is a to- yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, it's so bad, Neil. It's yeah. so bad. So Robert Zemeckis uh. is going to maybe direct the witches. <laughs> I mean, he's a good director, and that is good source material. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. like was, Zemeckis is the one that's went all fucking like he's done loads of films that were like uh, computer generated stuff, right? Like, well, he did like Polar Express, yeah, and, uh, Beowulf. Yes, yeah. Beowulf yeah, is all right. Yeah, so which is which is going to be live action, or is which is going to be that? Well, given it's Alfonso Cuarón del Toro producing and him directing, I would be surprised <laughs> if it's a bit of both. Uh, and maybe a bit more gothicer. Uh, sorry, gothicer, more gothic. If it's Del Toro doing the design, that makes it especially interesting. Because mm-hmm. Roald Dahl's design stuff, and you know, just in general. Just in like general, yeah. I, I've actually seen. I read or Del Toro's of. I was like, why is it Del Toro made a Roald Dahl adapt- adaptation? He'd probably take that quite well, like yeah. the twit, uh, the twits or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like even like Roald Dahl, like most of his stories, like it's a, a kid who's the protagonist in it. Yeah, you only live twice. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, he, he wrote the script for You Only Live Twice. Max! <laughs> no, no, that's A View to Kill. One of the underrated bonds. <laughs> um, I concur with that. Yeah, statement. yeah. Um, you don't need to lean out of the mic to talk. <laughs> yeah. I'm projecting, Pago. You're, you're like Ricky Bobby when he's got the yeah, mic. Yeah, it's like, it's I, like I, don't, I don't know what to do with my head. Like it's almost like uh, you can think that Neil thinks he's in court. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, Your Honor. Yeah. Uh, you just made me think maybe, of that. Yeah, I, I just like leaning forward. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You made me think of that that IT crowd episode where Moss is in court and he's having to give evidence <laughs> and he, he keeps touching the mic and he can't speak and he's like fucking just messing about. So, <laughs> fucking great episode, man. Matt Berry makes his own suit. Love fucking Matt. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, that's definitely happening. The um, what what we do in the shadows, Matt Berry is definitely going to be in it and it's set to shoot very soon. This is a TV show thing. Yes. Check that segue. Yes. Well, actually, it's not really because uh, all we got is the next. Well, it's nothing to do with vampires or such. The next bit of news we have: um, Are you aware of the film that John Travolta's going about? John Gotti, the I crime am boss. Totally, I am aware of this film. Yeah. Are you aware of it? about what? John Gotti, the crime boss of the Gambino family. No. Okay. Yeah. So basically, John Travolta is 
I think he might. I don't think he's producing. He's starring as uh, John Gotti, who was head of the Gambino crime Supposedly family. Supposedly, some kind of passion project, though. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's directed by one of the guys from Entourage, Kevin Connolly. Um, so far, um, again, we were talking about Rotten Tomatoes. In the year of Rotten Tomatoes, it holds a zero percent uh, rating, and because of the damning negative criticisms of the film, the producers are using it as a marketing asset. <clears throat> What's that mean? As in, they've decided to put out a TV clip, a new TV clip about the film. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we still talking about the Matt Berry Shadows thing? We're, talk about, no, we're talking about John Gotti. The Gotti thing, right. We've been in this, we've, about 30 seconds we've been in this conversation. Dude, I've been awake since 5am. Okay. Um. So anyway. Wah. Yeah. The producers of the film Gotti, okay, have decided that Is they're going to... that Australian guy, like person you used to know song that thing <laughs> hey, sorry sorry keep going uh, shit jokes oh yeah right, anyway <clears throat> um, the producers of the film have decided to release a new TV clip where they proceed to trash film journalists uh, insulting uh, in, inciting bias and they're doing this in order to generate controversy wow yeah. because the film seems, has made seems like a a trend is happening. Is this, is this not exactly what I spoke about a week or two ago? No. <laughs> they're doing it because if they don't, they're going to get a... Well, they're already taking a heavy loss. It only made like one point something million, uh, which given, I think, the production, given as Travolta in it, probably cost quite a bit. There are two things that I just fucking don't give a fuck about in any kind of movie or game now. What? Mob bosses and gangster stuff. Okay. And zombies... Okay. And uh, this falls under the mob bosses thing. Like I don't care. Like I've never been a fan. Like I don't like Goodfellas. I don't like Scorsese movies in general. Mm-hmm. Like fucking what? Um, what to use a zombie? Like I mean, I I, I play hard and loose with the term zombie, Tom. Like mm-hmm. anything that's like a total mindless drone. There's one of them. Like regardless of what speed they run at, or if they were actually dead or not, and all that shit. Like the twenty eight days later, things are zombies. Like World War Z or zombies, but so are Day of the Dead zombies. Or the Last of Us. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, well, they're more infected, and like, they're different. Oh, there we go. There it is. They're I mean, playing fast got, like, and loose with yeah, it. Yeah, they've Paco. got like plants and shit growing out of their heads, though. Like, well, surely, then twenty days later, is the same because they're infected. They're not dead. The dead have not but risen. They don't have like, anything different about them. They're just the Last of Us are more kind of hybrid. Yeah, they're, like they're different. Like they but actually they're, have plants. Their, D- their DNA has changed and mm. evolved. Right, so they're infected. But they're involved, evolved, infected. Okay, I was just going to wonder where you came under that because I know you'll be wanting to play The Last of Us too, and that's it's like is that zombies? I mean, like kind of, like right. they're very zombies. They are kind of zombies. Yeah. Right. Okay. So by that reckoning, you shouldn't really play it if you want nothing to do with zombies. I mean, I said that at the time <laughs> when when Last of Us One came out, it was like, oh, for fuck's sake, another zombie game. Mm. Uh, but like, it turned out to be great. Yeah. Speaking of zombies, see the John Bernthal's going back to The Walking Dead a whole seven series after he turned into a zombie and that gets shot in the head uh, I didn't know he was in the f- this, uh, that series I don't watch like, Walking Dead the main guy is leaving it uh, Rick Grimes is supposed yeah to be they're expecting he'll leave Rick Grimes is the character name though right mm-hmm. Andrew Which, Lincoln right and like I, I, I don't watch Walking Dead like I watch Neither season I. one and the I, I, don't, I don't either so Same. like the main female lead is also leaving it is there a main female lead? I don't know. Why are we talking like, about it if we don't watch I it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't I know. just thought it was an interesting 
no, no, no. I, that I, was interesting. But we're, we're, we're just like, yeah, is yeah. that it? Is that? Is that what we yeah. don't know because we don't well, fucking watch it. I, I brought it up mainly because it's like, is this where we're at now in terms of like long running television, where writers can bring back a character? Yeah, look, man. If it worked for twenty four, it can work for The Walking Dead, right? It didn't work though. It can't, it yeah, can't. It did. We it all can't. called bullshit when Tony Almeida Tony came Almeida back. Tony Almeida was like one of the best things in that season. He was killed by Robocop. He, that was, and that's what happened, right? When he came back, we yeah, all but, called bullshit on that. Yeah, but then we continued to watch it. That's well, fine. I, but that, that's fine that, okay, they brought back that character in that way. But this is a character who, in universe lore, has reached like, that yeah, point yeah. of you cannot bring that back. Yeah. I, it's like it's like it's what is uh, it almost like a Colson being stabbed through the heart uh, and then having a four season TV show? Do not like five. Is it five? Is it up to season five? Maybe up to six. God. But yeah, like that's the same thing though. Like that whole thing during season one, like they knew it was bullshit. Yeah. So like they just kind of like made lines about it every now and again until you were used to the fact that he was just there. And then by the time they were like, oh, it was alien blood, you're like, all right, okay, whatever, move mm. on. Yeah. Well. Um, so, yeah, next piece of uh, news Dr. Dre is wanting to produce a biopic of Marvin Gaye and has secured the music rights uh, to use all of Marvin Gaye's music in it. And um, Dr. Dre produced Straight Out of Compton. Um, so I didn't see that, but I heard it was alright. Yeah, it was fine, I, I liked it. I meant to show you when you were up, when you were over the other night. Mm. Um, you know how there's a Johnny Depp film for in Forest Whitaker about the big, biggest malls. Yes, the one that's coming out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Something appeared on Netflix, which I wish if I could remember the name of it. That looks just like that film. I get know when you're talking like, about cheapo version of it yeah I, I was kind of going through Netflix and like making up a wee list of stuff that I want to watch or rewatch, and I think I came across that and I was like hmm I wonder if that's the same thing right yeah. you've got a smartphone right yes you're with Gifgaf yes like uh, how many gigabytes do you get a month uh three oh, okay I mean like how do you use much of that uh, yeah I use about three quarters do you have Netflix on your phone no I need to get that yeah they say because like the last time I was through in Ireland like getting the flight back it was really good just to fucking download episodes of shit off of Netflix that I wanted to watch on the plane well uh, the, I mean granted it was Star Trek Discovery which wasn't good but the convenience of just being able to do that is pretty cool apparently there's rumours uh, Patrick Stewart will come back as yeah. Jean-Luc Picard and it's not going to be that surely I, I think it is Ooh. like there's somebody who like it's Alex Kurtzman or whatever like uh, he's, he, he, he's supposedly developing four new programs but, aye, but hold on yeah because Kurt the showrunners of that are gone was that not Kurtzman and Brian Fuller I don't think it'll be in Discovery hmm. I think it's a whole new thing right mm-hmm. that's the way they're selling it on I mean like, internet. He, he is like one of the strongest things about Star Trek but like who Alex Kurtzman uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but like br- bringing that character back just now just stinks of desperation doesn't it yeah he doesn't uh, need it. He doesn't need cause it. Because what are they going to do with him? Yeah, it's not like he's going to be running about caves yeah. anymore. Like, how did, it's, how it's did he win like, that card game? It's not even like uh, <laughs> he is like universally or just what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he's not always great. Like you give Patrick Stewart ship material, and unless, he is more than happy to fucking regurgitate it. Unless, of course, they they start whatever this new show right near the end, 
of All Good Things, the season seven finale. Right. And it's just Patrick Stewart being crazy jumping <laughs> through time and realities maybe fixing people's problems and talking well like quantum leap quantum leap yeah I'd watch that I'd, the, like, I'd really the finale's there having a card game isn't it no, no the finale it's a court case like, like the first episode of Next Generation is like Q shows up and like kind of holds Picard like as ambassador for for humanity and like a kind of court case to see whether or not we should be like destroyed or not Uh, and like Picard convinces him to like judge humanity like on our current like a situation rather than like our past right and then at the end of season seven is Q's like for the past seven years I've been watching you and all this shit's happened uh, mm. And like he does like a big court case thing, but there's also like a time traveling thing in it. Aye, because like, it's him jumping yeah. back and forth uh, to being on his brother's farm. Yeah, and stuff. And like, like he, he kind of he goes into the future, and Beverly Crusher like yeah. is the captain of a starship, and like she smuggles him in. Because the, the very last, no way it, she'd be a captain. The very last, <laughs> I mean, like, like she's vessel or something. No, but I mean, like even in the show, like she's. Sometimes the one in charge of the Enterprise. She's not traumatised by our Scottish granny thing. Oh, the Scottish granny zombie. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I, I'm sure the ghost lover. Fuck. I'm off. sure the final scene of that show is Picard, Worf, and Troy in a corridor, and uh, for now, correctly, Troy and Worf are now a couple. Yeah, yeah. And it's him going, "Oh, we'll have more adventures," that kind of thing. Do you know name. what? I don't actually. No, like I think the last scene is him on the vineyard. Yeah. Like I think it's him, like Hold minding on. the Troy and Worf for a couple. Yeah. How does that mm-hmm. work with uh, Deep Space Nine lore? Well, they obviously just break, break up, up, don't they? Because by the time Deep, Deep Space, Space Nine, Nine happened, like the generation, the next generation movies were happening, and Riker and Troy were a couple at that point. Oh, right, okay. Well, anyway, that's a bit of Star Trek there. <laughs> Um, the Dwayne The Rock Johnston has confirmed that there is a third Jumanji film surprise surprise second third a third film in production Ar- arguably fourth in production if you count Zafura yeah so yeah they're, they're I mean like isn't it wasn't the announcement that this is Jumanji 2 no he's in Jumanji and, 2 this is Jumanji 3 is the next one but was Jumanji was Jumanji the, was it was the last Jumanji called Jumanji, Jumanji 2 or it was, was called, called Jumanji no, well, it was called Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle right Jumanji because yes and the next one's going to be called Jumanji colon Skyscraper yeah oh. imagine that was Jumanji <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it was just a Jumanji game Um <clears throat> he would totally die right and then that trailer yeah absolutely yeah. of course yeah. he would Totally died. It's not fucking Cap America, man. He's absolutely dead. His, like, false leg or not helps him up and all that. I was watching some video on YouTube uh, yesterday sure. uh, about video games. Uh-huh. Just some random commentator. And he was talking about <laughs> how uh, there's too many Marvel movies. And he said, they're not all bad, though. At least Guardians of the Galaxy saved, saved us from that rubbish Winter Soldier. And I immediately turned, turned it off. off. That was the right response. I was response. actually 
deeply offended by that statement. Jesus, that person doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And this, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is good. And this is a channel I've, I watch on a regular basis. Do you I, still? No, I'm right. not going to go back. Like, how often does that happen for you where like, you subscribe to channels like YouTube and stuff and like you watch like their videos quite a lot and stuff and then eventually it gets to the point where like you see them posting stuff online and you're just like I can't be bothered with you and then, like after like five videos you're like unsubscribe uh, like, sometimes yeah that happens a fair it's amount. so weird to go through that arc like, well, it's like for a while thinking they're great like, and then it's being like, like ah, any, no. anyone you where you're sitting there going right oh look at this and coming this and coming then they say something which is completely out of left field and it weirds you out and you go uh, maybe not alright yeah. okay try and fail I'm normally the other guy next piece of news um, Sam Mendes I haven't seen him since Spectre his new project is going to be is it a James Bond film it's not no oh um, his next project is going to be a World War 1 um, drama titled 1917 but the storyline is under wraps but the possible storylines that has been kind of rumoured is 1917 was the year of two Russian revolutions, which ended up with the Civil War and the formation of the USSR. Um, it was also the year the US declared war in Germany. And it was also the year of, I'm going to try and pronounce this right, the Battle of Aquaba, led by the... I'm pretty sure, like I've never heard that word before, but... Led by the fictitious T.E. Lawrence. Oh, As in Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good callback you were. It was. I was seeing this. I was like, this is great. <laughs> wow. I still haven't watched that film yet. Yeah. You're never going to watch that film. I don't even know if I've got access to it. That's the biggest hurdle just now. It is. It's on, it's on Sky Movies. Right. Uh, uh, last, it's, it's kind of a bummer one to end up on, but the last piece of news, uh, John Lasseter has officially left Disney um, following accusations of uh, sexual misconduct. Um, that's him away from the company Pete Doctor who directed Up and Inside Out and Jennifer Lee who co-wrote Frozen are going to be taking his place so I mean yeah nothing but good so there so you'll definitely get more Frozen movies but, well yeah. of course that, that, I'm surprised the second one's not out already that made that made, yeah, that made so feel, much fucking cash that first one was Ages ago, wouldn't it? Like that was like the, se- the second one is due for release. I think they're kind of they had to let it die down because it just it just didn't no, it never did, fucking I'm, died. I'm sure. How long was Frozen One come out? Was I was still working in the Odeon? It was fourteen or fifth, twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. I think it was. Like I remember being in the Odeon, like uh, watching that. I don't think you were working like, at that point. Then you just, left because it was fucking terrible. I don't think you were working. I think you actually were just in to watch it. It was one of. Those. It was one of those many times you've got to watch an animated film by yourself, by yeah, yeah, surrounded yeah, yeah, by yeah, families. Yeah. Frozen Two is never, due in it never gets less awkward ever. <laughs> Frozen Two is due in tw- uh, twenty nineteen. There you go. All right, so it is actually happening. Yeah, oh, of right. course. That made far too much money for that to be ignored. That made that made money like that they just never fucking envisioned. I think. Is that like and Frozen up? was 2013 2013 13? Fuck That's a fucking long time I think it's just because it's Like fucking let it go and all that It's just, well, been, no. the, it's just been the common zeitgeist It just it feels well, like they've it's done, They've done Zootopia in between it Yeah which was great Yeah Yeah. Uh, and then did Moana 
still haven't seen it, but apparently it's a fantastic it's really, film. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, love more. I was gonna say yeah, there was like an early morning showing of it, but I was like, you won't go. That'll be for yeah, the children. Do you know what? I, I looked into that <laughs> because, I, because, I, because I thought I'm gonna go to that. I quite fancy seeing that, but you actually, unless you are, unless you have a child with you, was this a GFT? No, it's right. right. Unless you have a child with you, if you're over the age of sixteen, you're not allowed in. Oh, yeah, so okay. I couldn't have went to it. That's not but, I mean, no, like, you can I, completely, you can totally understand why that's I a thing. I completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Because like, there's a lot of pedos it. Of course. Uh, okay. But not only that, it's just to be full of wins. And I know you wouldn't be able to stand but, that shit. Do you know, like... I would still enjoy it. It's, it's such a good film. A couple of amazingly awkward things that have ever happened in my life, right? Okay. One of them was when I went to an all-you-can-eat buffet by myself on Mother's Day last year. <laughs> He's so lonely. And like, wow. uh, I thought I could handle it, but like, I just couldn't. Like, I had no. one plate and then left. <laughs> yep. Uh, the other was when there was a free showing of Tales of Ersi, which is a Ghibli film mm. on the GFT yeah. uh, on a Sunday morning. And it was free because it was like a... They, a they do that, yeah. Thing. And uh, it was me on my own, fat as fuck with no. a beard. I... Were you at that? I was at that with you. Like we were surrounded yeah, by like, it was, women with it was babies all kid, arms. It was all, it was all kids and like women with babies and then just as two hungover fat fucks. Yeah, like fucking bearded fat dudes. Yeah. Like uh, just sitting in a sea of like women with babes in arms and like toddlers and shit all around yeah. us. Did you speak it was, was so you? fucking awkward. <laughs> and that movie was also shit. It was rubbish, yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like that that whole thing of like not being allowed in there unless you've got like an actual kid with you, I think that's mm. yeah, you, can, you can understand yeah. that, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um well that's all the news we have, gents. Moving on to trailers. So right, this this trailer's been out for a wee while, but we haven't talked about it. Adrift. Uh it's got Shaley Moodley from um The Fault in Our Stars and Is that the cancer one? Yes. Yeah. Uh and a genetic guy. And the the trailer, <laughs> yeah, guy genetics in it, and uh, the trailer is pretty much. He's a sailor. He's got a yacht. She admires that. She goes sailing with him. They get swept in a hurricane. Then they have to basically survive because there's radio silence well, and their no, boats fucked. The, it's not. It's not his yacht. It's this old couple's yacht, and they're sailing it from wherever they are to Los Angeles for this old couple. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. but it, it, the, the, the crux yeah, of the story the is... It's, like it's a they survival have, thing. They get fucked over by a storm yeah. and then they have to survive in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Um, it, like, more so well, or more, Yeah, thing. because he's, yeah. he's injured he's as fuck. He's injured, yeah. It's from the director of Everest, um, which oh, I remember Paco quite liked yeah. that. Um, is that so the Jew don't like... I haven't seen it. Was that the Edris Elba film? No, it was the one No, that's the one with Kate. The fucking dude who's forever tarnished by Terminator Genesis... Oh, Jason Clark. Uh, Jason Clark said it. A few other heads. He's right. got a weird face. The one you're thinking of is a, is, it, is it is it the mountain between us? It's got Kate. Mountain between us. Al uh, rubbish. Who the fuck else is it? It's Kate Winslet. Everest was. We should no. Do you know what it was? I was there with a Nicky Maxwell, Callum, and I think Kate I was and, working. I like most of the people who was with us at that time, who were with us at that time, enjoyed it. Apart from Nicky, I remember, I, and we all called her like emotionless because of it. <laughs> um, it was uh, enjoyable. It was like a bunch of people who thought they could climb a mountain and all died for it. I didn't really like, enjoy. It. I don't really enjoy those kind of movies, though. I suppose. 
the they all died, Neil. They yeah, all died. As they should have, because they're trying to climb a fucking mountain. <laughs> but they like, brought it upon themselves. They made that choice. But do you fuck those guys? Do you hate films where it's a bunch of folk trapped on a boat? And you know they have to kind of fight to survive. Yes, I like the Poseidon adventure. You were supposed to say yes, I like Jaws. <laughs> I mean that tried that, and tested formula of group of people who are in a fuck situation. Yeah, you know that's like what's not to like about that. Uh, it, it really depends. Uh, in this case, I don't be, think this looks that good. It needs to be really well done. Yeah, Look, Michael Crichton made, made fifty books with this template. Yeah, right? and, and how also, many of the films it needs, were good? It needs to have enough recognised stars for me to care in that kind of film Shailene Woodley and she was in Divergent if I don't care yeah do you like Shailene Woodley did you like Divergent I haven't seen any Divergent have you seen The Fault in Our Stars I've seen Back Stars and do you want to know my <laughs> nobodies are just stars you don't know yet Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I concur with Neil. <laughs> so do I. Like um, yeah, so that's a Next time you have to submit jokes. <laughs> Aye, we're going to have a vetting system. Uh, the next uh, trailer was Bradley Cooper's, I'm going to say, I think direct, directorial debut. It is, yes. Uh, a Star is Born. It stars him and Lady Gaga, where <clears throat> he's an accomplished, I think, country musician he is and uh, he discovers Lady Gaga in a club or a pub thinks she's got a great voice uh, she's got she's only lot, doing covers of songs yeah she doesn't have a lot of confidence in herself and he kind of encourages her to write her own stuff and come on stage with him I think it looks very bland and by the numbers and I just don't care I'll watch it because I like everything that's in it Mm. I also like the originals that well the two originals that this film is based around. Alright. What what? It's a remake pack or oh, what's this called? A Star, Star is, is Born. Born. Okay, is that what the original was called as well? Yeah, all three of them are called A Star is Born. What? The first okay. one the first one has Judy Garland and uh, what's his name now? James name? Mason. Uh is that the guy who died in season two of Twenty Four with the plane? No, that's George Mason. Right, okay. James, <laughs> J- J- James Mason was in Lolita. Yes, uh, the the <clears throat> remake of that is with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, and I think this new one is more based around that Star. one because that one's about country singers. Is that good? I don't think I've ever seen that one. Mm. Uh, Chris Christopherson is the, the Judy Garland and James Mason one is. A classic. Ah, it's seen as like the most Hollywood music. It's, a, it's music. a great film. Okay. Some I great, mean, some great songs. <clears throat> I think Bradley Cooper has kind of proven that he is like a good lead for a movie. I know he's dead good as that raccoon. Uh, he was good in Summer Lane's playbook as well, and nice. No, he's, yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's proven so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like. I actually, I mean, like I, I've never seen Lady Gaga without makeup on ever before this trailer. So like scared Instagram. No, because oh, I, I, I remember you saying, "Oh, is that lady?" When the yeah. when the when the what lady started Lady Gaga, he's like, "Is that Lady Gaga?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. Uh, she's very different. That was interesting. Like just weirdly, like, just um, she, Lady Gaga. In she terms always of, looked like such a goblin. Like normally, <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus. Twenty eighteen. I am. Um, I the only <laughs> acting I've seen Lady Gaga. In, um, I watched uh, uh, American Horror Story Hotel and. I, d- I don't think she was a revelation like a lot of people were saying. I thought she was very good in it. 
It was weird to see her be normal in this though. She was very much channeling her inner Catherine Deneuve from The Hunger. I would have also went with Grace Jones from Vamp. Or Conan the Destroyer, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this film, like, it doesn't look like it's, you know, for me, like, it, specifically, it doesn't look like it's, like, I'm the target audience for it, uh, but, like, it also doesn't look bad, uh, I don't know. I, I will quite happily go and watch this, it sounds like the kind of thing that I'll quite happily... Tell you what, man, between this and that Billionaire's Play Group thing, or whatever the fuck it was called, yeah. uh, I would pick this. Okay, um, I I'd as, rather also watch this in Mamma Mia. Oh yeah, that's a given. Do you um, know, man? There's something about like I, I've oh never seen the original Mamma Mia, but like I really like the idea of non-professional singers in a musical. Like I like the idea that they can't actually Hold sing. Aye, but you like, didn't like fucking Sweeney Todd because that that was uh, that, that was just fucking dreadful. They never yeah. it was relentless. It was like. But at what point in Mamma Mia's story do you think looks compelling? I mean, none of it. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, Paco, I'll. When I see my mother this weekend, I will get her DVD copy of the original Mamma Mia. Because I've heard that. And like, give you a loan of it. Hey, Pierce Brosnan is like a fucking shit singer. Yes. Is. Like, I want to see that. Like, I suppose I could just YouTube that. What you're basically saying is you want to see non professional people singing, just go to any bar and watch karaoke. I mean, that sounds like a good time. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get that from my mother yeah. for you if you watch Mamma Mia you Although should watch fucking Les Mis, Mis man Les Mis is way better than that shit that Les Mis adaptation is solid I, yeah, it's but good. Like also are they not all actually professional singers like no, no. They're, they're actors but you could say that any actor part of their profession is to be able to sing yeah um, but well, like, Russell Crowe is no professional singer no, he, he, he's no he's, he's alright in it but he's a bad singer Anne Hathaway can sing but she's not a singer she's an actress same as Jackman is an actor, but he can sing as well. I, I mean, like I think Jackman is the greatest showman, really, though, Tom. Well, I haven't seen that, but yeah. But the point, uh, yeah, because he's got his... Was it Oklahoma? Uh, he was Neil, Neil legitimately looks like he wants to slap me. <laughs> so oh. bad. Yeah, well, or what? <laughs> a really shit musical, but I enjoyed it. It was uh, Rock of Ages. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie adaptation. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. What happened to Catherine Zeta Jones? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, she's no longer married to Michael Douglas. I think they've no, divorced. she is. I thought they divorced. All right, uh, she's definitely married. The last she film, was in something like within the past two or three years. The last film I remember seeing did it was one of two films. There was Steven Soderbergh's Side Effects. She was also in a film where. Uh, the, the guy that's in the hangover who's the, the Doug the guy they're looking for he's in it and she's like the older woman and he kind of starts going out where it's like it was a shitty romantic comedy little uh, thing but that's the last time I remember some, being she was in something else she probably is I just can't mind man like recently because she used to be everywhere and then she kind of semi-retired you ever seen Entrapment with her and Sean Connery <laughs> no my laugh should tell you why you shouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I beg to differ. You should watch it because she, of that laugh. Was she in Disclosure as well? No, no that's Demi Moore. The Michael Crying novel. Yeah, yeah. about the scientists that are... That actually, that, Disclosure's a weird film. Disclosure's a bit like a law case or something. Like uh, it's, it's, it's about sexual harassment in the worst workplace. But 
There's also a high-tech security system involved. Really? Yeah. What, are you joking? No, no, no. no. The, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's almost like a, is it like a VR? Like, I wouldn't early know. Early 90s. Like, I went through a... a you own disclosure, the novel. Yeah, I've not, I've not read it, though. Like, because, uh, like, I went through a phase of, like, buying all of Michael Creighton's books because, like, they're, like, just shit enough to, like... You know, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're totally a poor yeah, Like true. some of them are good, but like if, most of them are fucking right, filler. If right. I can remember, the plot is like Demi Moore becomes Michael Douglas's boss, and Demi Moore's an old flame. Michael Douglas, she then tries to have sex with him, and he nearly goes through it, and then says no. But then the flip the lid get the they flip the lid where she accuses him of sexual uh, misconduct, where in fact it was him that was the victim but it's an all an elaborate plan to do with this high tech security system for this place because they're trying to get something from this company <laughs> I think wow it's like the, 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 the sexual harassment is the MacGuffin of the piece yeah. where it's actually so about on. it's not a heist it's is more like it's, it's, chance, it's corporate espionage I believe is Michael Douglas an expert in the security system. He, I don't, I don't think he's an expert or a T Rex. Are there a group of <laughs> roughly seven people, most of which died during the course of the film? I can't mind. because of the security I can't, system. I cannot remember, man. Oh, yeah. all, all I remember was the MacGuffin was the, the sexual misconduct because it's actually Demi Moore is trying. It's like it's corporate espionage where she he's basically going to be a patsy for it. It's something like that. I fucking love Michael Crichton's template for. Writing I couldn't books. believe it. It was <laughs> like written by Michael Crichton. I'm like, what? It's like it's like he doesn't from the try. writer of Jurassic Park <laughs> and Sphere comes disclosure, where the tagline is "Sex is power." Is that really the tagline? Yeah. Man, Michael Crichton's books are just phenomenal. I might watch the Scotia again because I, I, I need to kind of familiarise myself with the plot. Like, oh, yeah. Name a bad, like actually, Sphere. The, the Great Train Robbery was pretty fucking terrible. No, we didn't watch that. We turned that off. Exactly, five, that's minutes. my point. Man, no, it doesn't get much worse than that. I would have watched that, but again, like you and my girlfriend at the time were just like looking bored as fuck. But I'm like, right, we'll turn it off. It was so badly directed. Like, by Michael like, Crichton? Yeah, by Michael Crichton. <laughs> written by Michael Crichton. It was so terrible. It's a, it's a classic case of when a writer thinks he can direct, so you're like, no. Like, the pacing was just all to shit. It's it was like, so bad. I really like The Road because it's it's based on, I think it's based on a Cormac McCarthy book and then Cormac McCarthy tried to write a script that it was Ridley Scott's The Counselor and that was boring as fuck. I disagree with Sphere though. Like, I think that Sphere has a lot of stuff that's good in it. Like, the movie itself might not be a masterpiece. I, you're, like, like, you're, you're like an a, a Crichton an apologist. Yeah, yeah, like, you're a Crichton like, apologist. Like, like, there's a great bit in Sphere. Like, do you know what the plot for Sphere is? Have you seen Sphere? I just point I don't care. Dustin Hoffman, right. Chance, so, like, Stone, they, Sanders, I, I, I know, I know yeah. what Sphere is. They, they, they find an alien spaceship in the bottom of the seabed, right? On the right. seafloor. And uh, they assemble a group of specialists because that's what Michael Crichton does. Uh, one of which is uh, Hoffman. Hoffman, Jackson, and Shanstone. Yeah, but like at that point, though, when like they're investigating the thing, like they actually do like the thing I really like most in science fiction stuff, where it's like it, it would relate to real life investigations tactics mm-hmm. and stuff. Like they see things and they connect the dots with it. So it's like they they find a ship. Like a and then just by looking at how big the the doorway is, they're like, well, this is clearly made for 
beings that were about the same mm-hmm. size as us, a metre and a half tall and stuff. Otherwise, like the catwalks and doors and stuff would be a different size. And like they start speculating on what the things breathed, like how they moved around, like yeah, what, right. how many appendages they had. Are are the aliens us? Yes. Right. Okay. <clears throat> uh, it turns out that the ship is just from the future. Right. And it's came back, uh, and it contains like a big sphere inside it, which like for some reason reads your mind and then projects that into the actual real world around you. So uh, Samuel Jackson is reading Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and uh, the bit where the giant squid appears, like a big squid appears and starts attacking the ship. Uh, Remember that film Galaxy of Terror I watched last week? Yeah, that sounds exactly like sounds like that. Uh, like I mean, it, it's not written by Michael Crichton. It's not great. Like uh, it, it feels Roger very much Pauling. like a, a shitter version of Abyss. Right. Like, okay. With a, a lot of stuff ripped out of that, like would they have to like you know go out into the water and stuff like that? Like uh, and it's such a fucking massive deal because uh-huh. like mm. underneath it's freezing and stuff. Like a lot of it's quite abyssy. Abyssy. Um, mm. For some reason, all the time bag was out in there. You zoned out? No, I didn't zone out. I kind of thought to myself, I could really watch Outbreak again. Oh, I'm with the monkey. Does that make it? No, I think it was because you brought up Dustin Hoffman. I am a big fan of Outbreak. Yeah. But again, it has been I remember seeing that in the cinema (laughs) when uh, the ABC was still a cinema. If they were to remake Outbreak now, would Andy Serkis play the monkey? Yes. 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 He would play the monkey (laughs) and the virus. Outbreak, it's a, it's a Kevin, wolf, Kevin Spacey, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a Wolfgang Peterson movie. Yeah. And it's, it's one of his better ones. It's Donald Sutherland's cool as fucking as well. He's a total arsehole. Ah, he's a cunt in that yeah. man. It's, got it's, a, a, it's a really good film. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not really good. It's solid. It's, it's, a, like, it's, it's a solid uh, 90s yeah. kind of okay. biohazard film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For a dumb action thriller. It's yeah, yeah. Again, what, so, right, can I ask a question? Right. What are your three favourite Hoffman movies. Oh, that's hard. And Crichton movies. Well, alright, well, it's. Okay, Hoffman movies. Uh, like, Rain Man's got to be up there. Um, I will uh, give you a pound if you can tell me how many matchsticks there were. I think it's like 82 or 83. Can't remember. I'll have to look that up later. We'll I think it's something like that, yeah. What's your final answer, 82 or 83? Hold on. 82. 82. I'll say 82. Um, Yeah, that's got to be up there. Um, uh, I remember Kramer versus Kramer being very good. But he's he's not a lot of movies. Tootsie's a good movie. Um, Graduate's a good movie. Was he in I Heart Huckabees? Yes. He was, yeah. I really like him in I Heart Huckabees. I actually really like that film. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch that again. I've not seen it in a while. Uh, Man, that's, that's, as you know, I'll have to come back. Probably, Rain Man's probably my favourite of his films. I really enjoy that film. Um, okay. but uh, Michael Crichton well Jurassic Park yeah uh, but that's is the correct answer that's the only other thing I can think apart from I don't like Sphere uh, disclosure I will rewatch and tell you but Man, how, like, Michael Crichton Congo's is one of those things again Congo's like, shite Michael Crichton's one of those things again that it just seems to pop up in this podcast like repeatedly yeah, uh, every now and then so like he's got Timeline Sphere fucking uh, Congo Disclosure The 13th Warrior 13th Warrior right uh, is that the one Antonio Bandit yeah. is yeah, that yeah. a John McTiernan film I don't think I've seen it. The Andromeda Stream? Yeah. Which Haven't seen that. There's a TV show, though, rather than a thing in it. Westworld. Uh, Future World. Westworld's alright for the time. For what it is, it's alright. I, I still enjoy the original Westworld. Yeah. Yul Brenner's cool, isn't yeah. it? And the fact that that was a, is a big influence on Terminator is cool as well. Um, 
yeah, I don't know, man. I'd have to again have to look through Crichton's stuff with a fine tooth comb. Uh, same as uh, Hoffman because he's been around for years. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So a star is born will be out soon. Uh, <laughs> the last trailer, um, I think it dropped either today or yesterday. Uh, Creed two. The sequel to Creed, starring um, Sylvester Stone as Rocky Balboa, Michael B. Jordan as uh, Adonis uh, Creed, <coughs> and this time round, it's personal. Where it's fighting Ivan Drago's son. Yeah. So, the trailer is very much what you expect. Uh, it's like a Rocky trailer, and it's like the first Creed trailer. It's got all the elements you'd expect from it. It looks good. But like it's it's See, a Rocky. It's a Rocky trailer, like in the vein of Rocky Balboa Creed and now this yeah where like it's, it's a modern yeah, very, it, it very serious yeah. Yeah. of the older one yeah it's a, it's a very modern one but it, again it's pretty much that's this, not a bad thing it's not a bad thing because again I was very sceptical about Creed I'm like man we don't need another continuation of the story and I watched Creed and I really enjoyed it um, and I hope to enjoy this one I, I hope that as much as like I mean Rocky Balboa is fucking absolutely spectacular mm, yeah. I think and like uh, Creed yeah. was really enjoyable mm-hmm. like this one being that it's Ivan Drago's son it's Rocky and, like, 4 version Rock, 2.0 but, yeah like Rocky yeah. 4 being what it was though like so campy and like way more I mean like I know that uh, Apollo Creed dies in it right campy? yeah it's totally campy it's like it's, <coughs> Rocky 4 is, is an 80s yeah. music video yeah yeah totally I, it's all like, it's, it's, it's starting off with the, the exploding movie. gloves and, and that's like, not a bad thing no, I think that's like, an amazing it, it, film it was a lot more fun it was like yeah. just really light hearted like this one I'm fucking best pal dice it's still still very it's all gone low but like, uh, the, the, like Creed 2 being specifically about Ivan Drago's son and stuff as well Like I would like to think there's going to be some levity in there yeah I mean the thing is like the way the, the trailer plays out it's like um, Adonis Creed's now got a, a family uh, and now it's a case of Sylvester Stone has told uh, Rocky Balboa's like listen you've got nothing to prove you've got everything to lose now he gives one of those kind of cool Rocky speeches trying to tell us you don't you've got nothing to prove and he goes to his mum and his mum's like don't dare say this about you and it's very much he's like that's what your dad was like when this whole thing happened so don't do it so it takes a lot of beats from Rocky Four the way Apollo Creed just wants to beat up Ivan Drago because he sees it as a personal slur that he's a thing where this one it's he's like I'm avenging my dad and it's like are you or is this about you yeah. so it's got a lot of kind of cool things if to this it. film does not have Big Adonis Creed getting into his motor and having to drive about and think about stuff. That's not going to happen. To the theme tune, uh, was that Hearts on Fire? No, that was no, no easy way out. Easy way out. That's way out. Hearts on Fire is where he's traded in Russia. What's Restless Heart? Is that as well? That's the running man. That's the running man. <laughs> is it? That's John yeah, Parr. Big John Parr. Yeah. Roll the dice. Um, so that's the trailers, boys. Um, Neil, you watched Emily. Do we always start with me? Okay, I'll, I'll start with me. I actually watched the oldest film. Well, I meant to start with me, Tom. You didn't watch any. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, I watched um, I watched Barry Lin- uh, Barry Lyndon. It's a Kubrick movie. It's one of the like the kind of Kubrick movies that he's remembered for. Like, I mean, nobody really talks about Paths of Glory or The Killing the same way they do with like Lolita, The Shining, Barry Lyndon, Natural Born Killers, etc. Um, so it was one of those ones I was like right yeah I've just never seen it and I was like well it's called Natural Born Killers a Kubrick movie 
Not not sorry. Uh, I I meant Full Metal Jacket. Sorry, not Natural Born Killers. Um, you think to make we both say another nothing like nothing like. Yeah, I, I think it was just because it was a three battle thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. I meant sorry. Well caught, O'Neill. Yeah, thanks, man. Natural Born Killers is an Oliver Stone film. Um, so Barry Lyndon. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh shit, it's three hours long. It's kind of late at night. I don't know if I'm gonna be as interested, but I've heard the cinematography is brilliant. Apparently the some of the indoor scenes where it's candlelight, uh, the the lenses they use were actually designed for NASA, uh, for. That's because he's faking those <laughs> moonlight. That's exactly what I was saying. Which is when the conspiracy he's not theory doing starts. Himself any fucking yeah. favors, um, I can't remember the name. It begins with Z, but they he designed them for NASA. But NASA then I think Kubrick then, well, let's say he borrowed them not for the moon landing, uh, but for this film because of the size of the lens to do natural lighting the way they did it's all candlelight there's no uh, there's no lighting inside some of the scenes and it's actually quite remarkable how they did it given back then as well um, yeah but Barry Lyndon's a really good movie it's a sweeping epic uh, it tells the story of the titular character Barry Lyndon who is an Irish rogue who I mean it basically it just tells his life he goes from being and just this guy who joins the army but he's always kind of trying to get into uh, like a, a, a rich family or that kind of lifestyle and it's just him bouncing from one thing to another to try and achieve that lifestyle and then it kind of shows what he's what it's cost him to do that and what it eventually ends up costing him it's again it's cost as in cash money no as in, as in as in well cash monies but also emotionally and family wise um, Ryan O'Neill plays the lead um, again the cinematographer I really want to see this film in, and I know the GFT will probably have it on at some point but I would really like to see this film on the big screen because the cinematography was outstanding um, the way it's shot because it's set in the 18th century a lot of it like Kubrick had said that a lot of the times he wanted it to look like paintings he didn't want it to look artificial like a, te- a television drama set then he wanted an, an authentic authenticity to it and he absolutely nails it like every shot was breathtaking um, and the soundtrack was fantastic. Um, the only my only complaint was I thought Ryan O'Neill was a bit wooden. Because he's rubbish. Yeah, he's not great. love story. Uh, I don't know how bad he is. Yeah, but the the film was excellent. Really, really. Is good. this like purely inspired by the fact that you watched two thousand one? Yeah, I just happened to be that I watched I'd watched two thousand one in the cinema a couple of weeks before then I seen a Clockwork Orange and I just kind of thought you know I, I need to visit this one of the only Kubrick films I haven't seen I should really watch this. I realize. That for like three or four weeks in a row now, I've brought up uh, our friend Alan Kerr's podcast. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> he and Andy actually do like a big discussion. There's like a documentary on Netflix about Kubrick. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that uh, A Life in Pictures? Quite. I forgot the name of it. But, like, I've seen uh, it, yeah. they, like, the only reason I've heard of it is it Barry Lyndon? Barry yeah, Lyndon. The yeah. only reason I know about that, like prior to you talking about it now, mm. is because they mentioned it in the, their podcast. Yeah, um, when like, I was... Uh, wa- they have a good discussion about it. Like Andy Craddock is articulate as usual. And I, yeah, like I, the first person I thought of when I was watching this was Andy Craddock. Yeah. And actually, we were talking online and he says it's his favourite his favorite Kubrick movie. And he says it's funny because you're the first person I thought of coming out of this that I was like, if he's not seen it, he should watch it just because he'll fucking love it. Uh, have you watched the documentary? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. Uh, takes you through his, uh, Kubrick's whole career. He's a very interesting guy. Um, he sounds like a dick. He, yeah, very very polarising. There's a lot of folk that say he's like a loving family man. Nicholson's like, we got him really well, whereas he terrorised Shelley Duvall. He was a, a hell of a taskmaster. 
Um, uh, but yeah, it was really good. It's really good documentary. Um, I think it was, it was made like like I think it was released in like two thousand one. So it was not long after Eyes Wide Shut came out, and it's like narrated by Tom Cruise. So yeah, it's decent. If uh, you should watch, if you any f- interest in Kubrick, it's essential view. Uh, Neil, I have a lot of interest in Kubrick. I'm not gonna watch it. I mean the documentary. Do you generally like documentaries? Oh, we talking about the documentary. I was yeah. talking about the documentary. Oh, right, okay, thing. yeah, I think I've actually seen that documentary. Yeah, I, I, I do like documentaries. Yeah. yeah. Are, you also, are you like also a fan of biopics? Yes, yeah. I like a biopic. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is. Like even with people that you'd expect me to like want to watch a biopic about, like, I've got no fucking interest in it. Like I don't mm. know why. Um, in terms of this one, Neil, I know you're don't want it, but again. In terms of the actual character, I thought you might enjoy it, but if you don't want to watch it, you don't want to watch uh, it. Sounds rubbish. I, I thought it was really good. Um, it was a, it didn't make any money when it came out at all. That's what that's one of the reasons he actually made The Shining was, um, to, kind of go for a safer bet, make a bit more money, hopefully please audiences, and that was it. But Barry Lyndon has yet, has since then, it's been named like one of the best, looking films ever, and in terms of its camera work and. Has also been named as one of Kubrick's best. So there you go. Time. What was Kubrick's last film? Eyes Wide Shut. Right. Which I will watch again, but I remember it being three hours of Tom Cruise getting in and out of taxis. <laughs> there so, is a lot of him getting out of taxis. So not there? too far removed from the French Connection then? Which was just fucking Gene Hackman standing in doorways? No, it wasn't. He stands in <laughs> one. A, there's a lot of that, fucking, yeah. That movie is fucking dull. Man. No, it's you not. You are wrong, isn't it? So French Connection and French Connection 2 are good. Um, so, Neil, you watched... It's uh, French Connection 2. Get it right. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, I like that joke, man. Fuck you guys. Mm. Neil, you watched uh, The Death of Superman. All right, yeah. I watched The Death of Superman. Your thoughts? Which is... Wait, did you talk about that Emily film? I'll, I'll go back to that. We'll one. go back to that. Yeah. Um... DC Animated Universe, their latest film is The Death of Superman, which is an adaptation of the mid-90s comic book story, The Death of Superman. So is this where a nuclear man like beats him up in the moon? No, but there was a new, there's a news, there's a news story I read earlier this afternoon where Nuclear Man is soon going to be part of proper DC canon. Uh, Fuck off. Jeff Johns is bringing him back or something like that. Uh, so... If you don't know the story of the death of Superman, uh, Doomsday, well, okay, I'll tell the film version, not the comic book version, because mm. I was about to start. Um, Superman doesn't want to tell, is worried about telling Lois Lane that he's also Clark Kent and vice versa. Um, meanwhile, this asteroid destroys a spacecraft, like a bright, uh, human spacecraft out in space on its way to crash landing in the ocean um, on this asteroid is a creature which gets eventually gets the name Doomsday it's super strong kicks fuck out the Justice League um, kicks fuck out a Lex Luthor who's got this mad Lex Luthor suit on oh he's power suit, he's power suit thing, which it's a different power suit than you would expect and then Superman fights him and dies. Right. End of... Doomsday's the villain in Dawn of Justice, is that right, yeah? Doomsday is the thing that... Uh, yeah. like, he's the CGI villain. Yes, yeah. like yeah. the reanimated General Zod. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, Which is just daft. 
Like, yeah. why would you do that? It was that. That film was fucking terrible. Uh, this That's is, horrible. from what I know, this is the first part of a two-part story because they're going to do Reign of the Superman, which is which was the follow-on arc in the comic books, uh, in which Superman comes back to life, but there is four. There is four of them. How does that work? Well, one is a cyborg, which is supposedly Superman's uh, consciousness in this body. One is the Eradicator, which is it's a. <laughs> it's like a Kryptonian AI security system which gains a physical form okay there is Superboy who is a clone of Superman which there is seeded throughout uh, this death of Superman that this exists and the final one is John Henry Irons who is a human being who crafts armour because he's just a big Superman fan. That all sounds shit. Right. But that's not <laughs> that's not this movie. Right. This is the all this film is you, it starts off it starts off really badly because it has to seed um well I don't know if you know the way DC animated universe works is you get standalone movies and you get ones which are in their yeah. canon right so this is one of the in their canon ones right, right is right. that like the ones that include like is it the watchtower and all that shit when it's like yeah like it's the pro- it's proper the... justice league ones yeah. mm. so this is like follow on from like throne of atlantis uh war things like that right so it's a kind of mix of new 52 continuity which means it's a horrid new 52 costumes but th- in order to do this story They've had to split up Wonder Woman and Superman as a couple, so you can have Lois Lane coming into it. And because Lois Lane isn't married to Superman at this point, which she would be in the comics, I felt it lessens the impact of yeah. the ending. Right, okay. Where yeah, there's a lack of emotional kind of... Yeah. I mean, it's still there. There's still boyfriend-girlfriend, and she's just met his parents. Right. But there's not that... I don't feel it's got that deep connection. Yeah, right. Um... It was just... I didn't think it was very good. Okay. Uh, are, like, are you a fan of the other DC animated movies? I like the ones which aren't in canon. Right. I like the standard ones. So the ones, ones that kind of have more freedom to just yeah. fucking tell a good story? Yeah, because than... I, I don't like the way they've, they've kind of built this universe around the New 50s too stuff. But even though they're... A lot of the time they're adapting stories that predate yeah, yeah, it yeah. it kind of me- messes that about in my brain okay yeah it wasn't very good I'm afraid um, and you watched Emily I did this morning I watched Emily Emily's 2015 horror film it's currently available on Netflix uh, well, horror film is probably a bit harsh for it it's a kind of horror thriller mm. Um, it's directed by a guy called Michael Phelan this is his first uh, feature mm. normally does music videos that kind of thing okay uh, opening scene you see this girl, this girl talking on the phone mentions she's babysitting stops to give directions to someone classic and is huckled into a car mm-hmm. right so you get an abduction to start it off mm-hmm. so that's no spoiler right so the premise is then this girl Anna 
is being brought in to babysit these three kids. Uh, oh, right, okay. This girl Hannah's brought in to uh, babysit these three kids. Uh, parents go off on some anniversary dinner or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it cuts between the house and the and the parents quite a lot. Right. So that you see that for what's happening in the house has got this kind of foil to it. Right. Um as the the night goes on, Anna makes the kids uh, do weird things, like weird kind of games. Right. Like right. uh and <clears throat> some things which are quite cruel like they feed the hamster uh, the little girl's hamster to the big, to the brother's snake and it's all fun and games until it actually happens she sits them down to watch a movie which is the parents having sex fucking because she finds a sex tape so it all kind of reaches a climax <laughs> do you want to careify you're probably better off not spoiling it just no, right, okay. I might watch this yeah it, things come to light shit hits the fan a wee bit and the tape goes on from there and yeah. I quite enjoyed it I thought um, um, my note right <laughs> I thought for a home invasion kind of thriller it was pretty solid for a first mm-hmm. for a first feature it's mm-hmm. pretty solid it's only like 124 minutes and it rattles yeah. along but right. it doesn't do it in a way where you feel you're missing out stuff because every, cause the whole thing happens over a space of hours Yeah. so it, does, it suits it to kind of zip along mm-hmm. uh, there's an info dump in the middle where you get the backstory of what's why kind of things are happening which is done in a really interesting way of her telling a bedtime story to one of the kids with a, a book like it's you know, it's quite interesting so, so you mentioned like this is like the guy's first actual feature film made on music videos yeah. does that come through in this like no. who who was the guy who directed iRobot was it Alex uh, Price yeah. who also like, did Gods of Egypt he did like he a, music videos as yeah, well, and yeah and then like Michelle Gondry done loads of music yeah. videos before he did David, Fin- David like, Fincher David Fincher Mike G yeah but like they, <laughs> they all are like really Tony Scott like I think starting off a music video is like completely carries over to those films uh, do you know I mean like there's I something really stylish about the way they kind of direct the uh, movies do you well like, is that he does music videos he does concert films and TV stuff Michael so, Bay Peter Norman like, so, so I think he's kind of maybe he had quite a lot of stuff in his back in his IMDP IMDP <laughs> but like is, is this IMDb one page. is this one stylish does it have no, that it's, it's no it's not it feels it feels it has a kind of look see that kind of washed out look that it follows has yeah, yeah it kind of like it kind of has that not quite found footage yeah. like it may as well be like. yeah it's got that kind of green, kind of greenier kind of greyish kind of it's look it's got that kind of 70s look to yeah. it yeah yeah um what else uh storylines concise it's well acted cool. the girl that plays Emily I think Sarah Bolger is her name I think I recognise her from I think it was the Lazarus project I saw her in. Right. Uh, she's good. She plays kind of cold and mental mm-hmm. quite well. Um, Do you empathise with the people who are in peril in this movie? No, because it's kids. Fuck kids. Right. 
<laughs> Fuck well, kids, Neil McCulloch, <laughs> 2018. <laughs> I, I, even, even though I, I like... Right, I like that's, a, that's my big problem with a lot of horror movies is they expect you to give a fuck about the people in them I don't, and you just don't because no, they're idiots so I'm, so, this isn't that kind of horror film like you're supposed to be like oh this is terrible so she's doing this is happening to kids but it's more I felt watching this there was more about like see when you get see when there's the point in the middle where you kind of get a bit of info dump mm-hmm. it, that's when it became really interesting to me because right. I was interested in what was going on with the kind of lead character right why why she was mental and that, that, that kind of happened mm-hmm. so well, I was alright good I would what, give it a watch what uh, kind of made it stick out from the rest of the stuff on Netflix why why did you pick that Um, I can't really remember it was like half eight in the morning I put it on and man, I literally he's like man I I've li- just woken up I want to see some fucking kids being tortured. <laughs> I, I had literally got out of bed and went and sat on the couch and within about 10 minutes it was on. And Fair enough. I think it was because I was looking at comedies first yeah. and I couldn't find anything I wanted and I just wanted something kind of easy. Yeah. Like because like I'd watched God's Videos last week and even Galaxy of Terror I just wanted something dumb to kind of talk about. Can you... So um, which is why I end up in horror. Right. Because I, I won't be here next week. Can you hold off watching um, that Wachowski shit fest? Jupiter uh, Ascending, yeah. I, 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 I will do that for you, Tommy. Cool, cool. I might actually want to come watch it with you just to. I don't think you should watch it. I really I, don't. Do you know I'll watch it with you, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get a night. You can I'm, do what you've got to do. I'm not going to lie, Tommy. I think that's something I need to experience yourself. on my own. That's fine. I'll rewatch it myself. Yeah. <laughs> what was like the. Like, do you remember the precise moment in Jupiter Ascending where you were like, oh fuck, this is going to be terrible? Yeah, man, the trailer. <laughs> I held out That's hope. kind of an angle. Like, the trailer. I held out, like, I, I mean, The Matrix is fucking still incredible. I think it still holds up to this day. Yeah, the first one. I still really enjoyed the second one as well. Like, I fucking yeah, love Cloud Atlas. I think it's a great oh, movie. Cloud Atlas is terrible. I, I love Cloud Atlas. I enjoy it's Cloud Atlas. It's really like a... See it in The Matrix, though, man, it's like... Yeah, we're gonna go through the matrix and not get, hopefully not get like seen by you know the agents. But the thing is, we stand out like fucking sore yeah. thumbs. <laughs> it's like, and amongst all these folk, we're the only ones that like were away to DJ a rave. Yeah, like every time <laughs> in the nineties, yeah, exactly. Overcast New York, exactly. Over, overcast New York, yeah. With uh, that green like, tinge. Jupiter Ascending, like I totally held out hope that it was gonna be great. Like, oh, I I, did. like I, I fucking love sci-fi. Like the Chasers have done really good sci-fi in the past. Like a Channing Tatum's in it, like a quite like Channing Tatum. Sean Bean's in it. Aye. You know Eddie Redmayne, who I believe that same year was what was it two thousand was it twenty fifteen? the Danish Colonel. Yeah, who also I think that year he was receiving his Oscar for playing yeah. Stephen Hawking. He was, and then was. cut to Jupiter Ascending. Like, hey, you're like, oh, I need a shit. <laughs> Was he some? Had they made him kind of Asian? No. No, 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 no. Oh, no, that was Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Where they whitewashed that as well. Well, no, no, no. Well, the idea is that folk have evolved to that point. Is that what it was? No, yeah. Cloud Atlas was like people's souls were being reincarnated through the ages and they were indifferent people. Yeah, that's what so I mean. That particular storyline, and they're not. That's what human beings have evolved to, to look is like. Is Eddie Redmayne in that? No, I don't think so. No, you think, just, I, you, no I, I'm more talking about. How they used white actors to play Korean, but they also used Korean actors to play white people in it. So I don't think I don't think the whitewashing thing works with that film 
in particular. Like the Wachowskis, you can see a lot of things with the Wachowskis, like, but when it comes to being progressive, they tend to be more on the forefront with that. Like when you look at like things like the TV show Sense8 and stuff, like they've got I, uh, diversity is their thing. What's that for? Uh, what I mean, that like especially it's considering boring. I mean, like are rubbish. both of them now transgender? Yes. Yeah, like you. Do you know what I mean it's like? I think they're both of them. Yes. Uh, they, are. they they are a progressive couple of people. Okay. Like a. Uh, do you know what's okay. not very progressive about them? Their sci-fi storytelling. That's true. That's true. In the case of Jupiter Ascending. I man, like I think Jupiter Ascending, like the bit for me that like really just I was like, oh no, was a uh, the very first scene where Channing Tatum shows up and he's like ice skating through the air oh, yeah, in a way that looked so pathetic. And he's kind of like it's a like, wolf boy. Yeah, he's got like kind of like really distracting eyeliner on as well just makes him look weird yeah, and he's got spock ears uh, and then like yeah like the, the kind of alien autopsy thing that's happening that he interrupts is like man everything about that movie is fucking trash yeah. like um, everything well what I was going to say is don't talk about it until I get back because I, I kind of want to okay. have that discussion <clears throat> or be in amongst that discussion right um, I think that's it for that and then we're going to go into the film of the week which was Oceans or which is Oceans 8 we have all seen it Gentlemen, your thoughts on Ocean's Eight? The synopsis first. So Sandra Bullock is starts off the movie. She is just being released from prison on parole. Yeah. Uh, she promises to not do anything involving criminals, mm. uh, which include most of her family, because she is the sister of Danny Ocean, which is George Clooney from the previous Ocean movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but like, as soon as she gets out, she essentially just starts organizing. A, heist. Uh, a robbery yeah. that uh, she's been planning for the past five years in jail mm-hmm. uh, and that is essentially the crux of the film like she gathers eight people seven, seven people yeah at the start and uh, they perform a robbery a dual robbery yeah and a uh, with a couple of we'll try, quote unquote twists we'll try and as keep well. it spoiler free at the start but like to really talk about this film, the things I want to talk about it, yeah, we're we'll gonna keep... have to spoil it. So like, we'll obviously see. Okay. It so I was gonna say, in terms of spoiler free, it's like if you've seen the trailer, beat yeah. by beat, that's you how know it goes. Everything yeah. that happened, everything in, that in film. it, everything that happened to it. Uh, so like, first of all, I don't think this movie was bad. No, like I thought it was entertaining. It's not bad. But like, you were right, Tommy, when we were leaving the cinema, and you said like, this is so fucking forgettable. Like, no one will be talking about it. In a yeah. Week. I... It's like it wasn't bad. I just thought it was bland. Uh, yeah, that's it what was, I would It use. was an hour and a half of like just entertaining enough. Like a like for, I just felt that it was it was really formulaic. Yeah, and it adhered to like the rules of the of the kind of heist movie genre. Yeah. so tightly that by gender swapping it. Which I felt was is the right way to go in that series. Mm-hmm. It, I felt that was their only idea yeah. they had going. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But also on that note, though, like in the recent trend of like Ghostbusters, and I'm sure what was the other one? Like I'm sure there was two like that kind of ruffled people's feathers. All the fucking well, you know, oh fucking ladies version of bridesmaids. because no, that was the, the girl. No, there, was 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 dubbed. there was Ghostbusters, and there was something else. Uh, that like people were fucking up, up, up but uh, anyway but, like uh, that you know this being in that kind of current thing mm-hmm. this doesn't seem forced like a uh, there's like one line in it where someone suggests like a uh, recruiting a guy and Sandra Bullock shoots it down as guys get noticed we want to be unnoticed for a change and like yeah. that line is pretty much why there's even though they then 
No, no, but like, yeah, I know, but that line because then that happens and then you then you watch the the heist, you're like, well, yeah, yeah, like they they go out of their way to stand out, which is odd. Well, yeah, Uh, I mean, don't the thing you could you could argue because it's such a it's like this gala and it's prestigious, like everybody's glamorously dressed and everybody's that. So they technically are blending with the crowd by looking glamorous. But yeah, I know what you mean. But like, I I don't think like there was. This is an all woman a uh, heist movie thing, right? Mm-hmm. When the previous ones were like mainly guys, right? Yeah. So, like this was the second one. This didn't didn't seem contrived in the same way that like Ghostbusters that did, and that's not just because Ghostbusters was a part of my childhood. Like Ghostbusters the remake was fucking terrible. Well, it's a bad movie. There's no two ways about it's it. It's not funny. It's like I, poorly put together. Whereas Ocean's Eight is not poorly put together yeah. it's, 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 it's a, a decent a, movie it's a concise entertaining hour and a half uh, what you said earlier though Neil about it being so rigidly kind of following that kind of stereotype yeah. that yeah. archetype or whatever you want to call yeah. it blueprint of the kind of high stuff you're kind of right but also like all those other kind of movies that like that like the previous Ocean movies the plans have hiccups along the way yeah like this one, it's like uh, it goes the, so smoothly. The only hic- like, and I suppose this is spoilers already, man. Like, I don't all, know. All you like can that. say is there's a couple of times where there's a minor point where, like, there's one. There's only one moment where there's even the hint of the plan not going to plan, and even then it's rectified so yeah. immediately. Yeah, like, I mean the thing is, like um, Debbie Ocean, Sandra Bullock's character says, "I've been planning this and I've been caught." Many a times in my head, but I've lit, I've 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 found everything. I know what I'm doing, and then like you said, there's maybe one, and a couple of brief moments where it's like, but it's yeah. There's nowhere near as much. I don't want to say drama, but there's not a, there's nowhere near as much times, especially in Ocean's Eleven. There's a couple of times you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, this, like, this, think like the the kind of the 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 entertaining points in those films, from what I can remember, because it's been a fucking long time, is that like. They have this plan, and like everybody really kind of likes it when, like, somebody like mega rich is like getting their come up and trade. Like, these yeah, 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 yeah. but like the enjoyment comes from like when they have to improvise on, you know, on the actual job Aye. because shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. and like this just didn't have that. Like this was like yeah. really like it was the the first act or even more than that, like the first two acts really was just her assembling the, the kind of team of people. Yeah, I know. Uh, sorry. No, no, that's what I was wondering. And, and they, they, like, those sequences were all, like, handled well. Like, it wasn't the like, Suicide Squad. Yeah. You were just like, what the fuck is people this nonsense constantly? Yeah. yeah. And the uh, thing is, though, they, they do really, they go through that whole segment of assembling the team, and they do really well introducing these characters, but then they give them nothing really not to do, yeah, and that. they don't give any of them a personality. I don't know about that. Like they've all, I think they've all got quite distinct personalities. Uh, I think. Okay, no, like, I think they well, all. Okay, they, they, like, all, they, all, they all. They all slot out. They all slot into right. Here's this person, this person, this person. Yeah, yeah. Within and was, the team, so they have that level of personality, but they don't give them really any room to breathe. Yeah, I would agree with that because like, I, t- I think in terms of like they all dress a little different. Um, no, they've all no, they've all got like the the Asian woman who's like a pickpocket and stuff. Like she's just like quite aggressive in your face. Then well, like again, the one who's played by Rihanna. This is my like biggest thing. With it. I never really thought about this until like a good hour or two after watching the film. Though people criticise Rogue One for undeveloping characters and like name a character in Rogue One. Like, Jin pe- Erso. Yeah, exactly. But like people can't really fucking name the other ones, though, right? Like, Director Krennic, Galen Erso. What was Donnie Yen's name? 
Donny Yen. <laughs> oh, right, I can't remember his, Donny Yen. What was his Japanese pals? I name? can't remember that. But in saying that, I can't yeah, remember. Like, the, I can't what, remember the guys was, at Jabba's Palace. That mean, doesn't mean that they're underdeveloped. I, I could name you all those. Well, of course you could. That's because <laughs> you fucking. It's because it's because the films are years old. Like even like a. I mean like. I, I guess like the main male lead in it, like Diego Luna, is that his yes. name? Mm-hmm. Like, what was his cat's name? I do know. It's the like answer it sounded question. like Lando Calrissian, but it wasn't that. Like, I will come back. I do know that. That's the this this Ocean's Eight one though. Like Debbie Ocean is the only character I could name because the rest of it was Kate Blanchett, <laughs> uh, Helena Bonham Carter. She was Rihanna. called. She was called Rose Vile. She was called right. Rose Vile. It's Rihanna like, was called Nineball. Could not. Well, yeah. That's right, uh, oh yeah. Like her actual name might have been Lizzie or something like that. Like you hear it at one yeah, point. Yeah, you hear her and her sister um, chatting. Uh-huh. But yeah, for the most part, it's just like could, I could tell you the fucking actress's name, could not tell you what the character. Again, was yeah, but, uh, yeah. But like in saying that, there was something about Kate Blanchett in this movie. Like you said, like she had, like you think she was wasted in it. Uh, like she yeah. had a fucking really good presence, man. The entire Kate thing. Like, she, had, she had a good presence. She just didn't have a lot to do. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna like. It's an oceans film, and it's like you said, Neil, gender swapping. So you've got you've got Sandra Bullock who is Debbie Ocean. She is the Clooney character in this. Brad, therefore, Kate Blanchett completely be, lacks charisma. I agree yeah. that I just think she looked tired all the time. I, I thought the whole film kind of lacked a bit of yeah. charisma. Yeah. Sandra Bullock just looked tired. Kate Blanchett is supposed to be the Brad Pitt. She's supposed to be rusty. When you watch Ocean's Eleven. It helps the fact that Clooney and Brad Pitt are best pals in their life. There's a natural chemistry, a natural back and forth. With Kate Blanchett and Bullock, they're saying lines, they're kind of swapping a wee bit of anecdotes and jokes, but it just doesn't feel like... The the only time that Bullock looked interested was when she was pretending to be German. Uh, Yeah, I'd agree with that. She didn't look tired then. I thought it was like Swiss or something. It was German. No, it was German. It was German. Yeah, so you've got that, and like Bel- Helena Bonham Carter, I thought was the the, the standout. In this. She she yeah. looked like she looked like she was having the most fun. Yeah, she she looked she looked happy to be there. Yeah, she, which I think is something that was lacking. Sarah Paulson kind of looked happy to be there yeah. as well. Yeah. But like even like a, I mean, I don't. This is one of the actresses I don't know. The the one who's in like Parks and Rec and stuff like that. Um, Mindy name? Kaling. Yeah. Like she no, she's she, not in Parks and Rec. The Office. She's in the US the Office. office. Yeah, I uh, like she was like fine in this, but like at the same time, Every, like, everybody was yeah, fine. I, I really liked. I, I never thought these words were going to leave my mouth ever. I really liked Rihanna. Like I liked how fucking just stoic and back Rihanna wasn't it. Like yeah, she, you know, like she was very much like just not concerned about the like what people thought yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, like, like, and I really, I don't know, I liked that. I was kind of like, concerned about Rihanna's character because I'm like, right, Rihanna's the tech genius, and it's like, I mean, but she's Rihanna. I mean, I it's, she it's, off. You know, she was, she was fine. She was absolutely. Are you against Rihanna? Eh? I, no, I just, I, I don't know. Like I just, you didn't like her in Battleship. I just a, didn't think she blocked you on Twitter or something. Uh, no, I, I don't have her on Twitter. It was more, I, I was wondering how her she acting. I wondered how her acting chops were going to play in this, and I thought she did yeah. fine. Um. So, yeah. Again, see what Neil was saying, right? I think that's like you, like even when you watch like Ocean's Ocean's Eleven, there's a wee bit of style and a bit of pizzazz to it. this. Just didn't there's, really have in, in terms of the editing, yeah, the music, okay, okay. The, the cuts, the the way the the plot kind of progresses. The to, to be fair, the, Gary Ross is a very workmanlike director. Yeah, yeah I know. Like I, so I get that. The the thing I said to you after leaving the the film, and like I didn't even know that. Uh, Sodenberg was the one who like directed both Ocean's Eleven and Logan Lucky. Yeah. But uh, this movie for me felt so much more like Logan Lucky than it did a sequel to Ocean's because it's like 
Logan, like Oceans has got that whole thing where like every step of the way they do the thing they should do where you are there with the characters in it like you're mm. step by step you know what the plan is you know how it should go and then it's like when the fuck ups happen they happen to you and the characters simultaneously mm-hmm. like Logan Lucky and Ocean's 8 do the opposite thing where they do like the same thing that Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows does where like there's the plot that we're watching but like a lot of the film happens uh, outside, of camera, of, outside yeah. of our view yeah. and it's supposed to be like a revelation but the payoff is like kind of shitty yeah, especially like in Ocean- the, the, the payoff in Ocean's 8 discredits what the main plot is in Ocean's 8 but we'll get to that in the spoiler section yeah I mean that's the thing when you're watching like again I recently watched Ocean's 11 again and it was it was one of those efforts where you, when you're watching it you see them accum- accumulating everything they need for the heist and they're doing this and that and it's laying the seeds for it so that when come the heist and then they kind of flip it a wee bit you're like oh well that's not really a surprise it's just oh that's what they were doing in that scene yeah. so that's part of it right whereas we're ocean, like you said in Ocean's 8 they flip it you see it coming a mile away and then they, they kind of show you another thing you're like yeah but I mean yeah and another thing okay well, no I can't talk about it we'll get into spoiler okay, territory why don't we just so the, the main thing like one, one last thing I'd say before we get into spoilers is like the, the main problem with the film is we kind of hinted at already is just the convenience of it like when the when something happens in the story that would create a wrinkle, rather than letting that wrinkle play out to create drama, mm. they just throw a solution in yeah. to the mix. And mm. a, that happens specifically with a, a character a, who just does a turn yeah. halfway through the movie. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. I, yeah, when movie. James Corden's in the trailers, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not a spoiler to say that he's in the movie, but when he shows up as well, like he should be the main antagonist and he just does not give a fuck yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing uh, again in Ocean's Eleven you've got the main antagonist with Andy Garcia and there's a reason Danny Ocean wants to get back him there, there's personal reasons but then there's also he fucked over his pal in this you're like no this is a necklace that's been buried in a safe you're like, yeah. there's, it's like there's not really an antagonist here and then it's like oh but then they do this and they do that and you're like yeah but that's like you said oh it's convenient yeah. or it's kind of lazy also like the second act don't get me wrong man like we, we'd all been quite negative about this I think so far but like I think let me stress it again I did not think this was a bad movie. I was like entertained. It's fine. Uh, it is forgettable though. But like mm-hmm. that, and the second act, there is like a total fucking second act lull. Where like between the actual heist and the part where they've kind of already formed their group, you're just like, what the fuck is this? Like it's just so dull, man. It's like yeah. Then you people, get like people getting dressed and wearing shit that I don't give a fuck. About no, but me. then you, there's like a scene where uh, Mindy Kaling's been shown how to use. Twitter and the, uh, not Twitter a Tinder, Tinder. Yeah, and then there's a bit where always, yeah. yeah and then there's a bit where Kate Blanchett how dated is that yeah, yeah and then it's like oh Kate Blanchett's in this van it's like no no like someone wants a kebab she's like no I'll serve you a kebab and you're like well why though why, why do you I, need I to I still quite liked that but I, yeah. I, I was still like why <laughs> though Man, honestly, I, quite, I liked that like, she relented I get I get what you're saying that like she doesn't have much to do this movie but for some reason there was something just about the way she presented herself that every scene that she was in I enjoyed yeah. every I, single one I, think I, I kind of appreciated those moments because it reminded me of Ocean's Eleven where Brad Pitt's character is always eating yeah. in that yeah. so she was the one that was involved with all the food stuff yeah it's how we call it but I mean yeah. we'll get into spoiler territory where there's a lot of that callback to yeah. Ocean's Eleven but anyway so, do you want so like, from fr- this point on spoilers mm-hmm. who yeah. wants to start off is Danny Ocean really dead uh, I don't think he is. Do you care? No. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he is. Um, so anyway, you know, like at the start of the film, 
she's going to imprison us. And I was like, yep, this is exactly the same way Ocean's Eleven starts. I was like, right, I'm not going to do this. That's fine. Right, okay. Again, the bit where um, Kate Blanchett gets annoyed when she finds out that Anne Hathaway, uh, that, sorry, Sandra Bullock is trying to fuck over her ex. You're like, yep, that is in Ocean's Eleven as well. That really fucking annoyed me though, because like in that sequence, Kate Blanchett says, "If you frame him, I walk." Yeah. And like they're like mega disagreeing on it. And then it happens. and then that's, and then a, that's, that's exactly, the crux of the yeah. That's exactly what happens. And Kate Blanchett's like, "Well done." She yeah. actually congratulates yeah. her on it. It's Sorry like, to to correct myself. In Ocean's Eleven, it's not. It's when Brad Pitt finds out that Julia Roberts is part of the equation it's da- Danny Ocean's not trying to fuck her over it's uh, Benedict, uh, Benedict who's Andy Garcia who Julia Roberts is now going out with that's who he's trying to fuck over but when he f- when Brad Pitt finds out that that's part of the, she's part of the equation he's like I'll walk or give me a reason why and like you said that, that same scene plays out and then she, yeah. then she goes oh that's alright no worries another thing that kind of annoyed me and again this is in, in Ocean's Eleven the whole crew are in on everything to the end yeah. apart from Matt Damon but there's a reason for that seeing this where they're just like Oh, you think we just did yeah. the one necklace? We got those. Like, why wouldn't you yeah. tell the rest of yeah. that? that? That was the Logan Lucky part of it. So, um, you know, where it's like they, they kind of go to great lengths to do this heist, and then that bit, which is the bit we've seen, yeah. ends up to be the lesser part of the heist. Yeah. Like, we see all the setup for one necklace, but they stole all the necklaces. Like, it's yeah. like, but, and also, like Neil kind of hinted this earlier this is like a gender flip Ocean's Eleven thing like this is like an all female cast yeah. which would indicate that it's part of like the whole kind of you know more progressive feminist push in a movie are you about to make this about how it should actually be called Ocean Nine yeah like at the end of the day a guy does all the fucking yeah. hard work yeah. like uh, it's a man who shows up and steals the bulk of the money yeah uh, and, and and also, uh, you know, James Corden, a financial expert, he becomes part of it as well. Yeah, so that's yeah. two guys. Yeah. So Ocean's Ten. Yeah. Um, um, and again, like, see, I, 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 I remember you saying, uh, there was bits where I enjoyed Anne Hathaway in this, but see that bit I, where... I that, really enjoyed Anne Hathaway see, in this see, one. Like, see, she, she done vain I, I thought, I she, well. I thought she was great until her turn. Yeah, until yeah her that was my problem. Because then she just became stupid. She just she, became convenient. She yeah, not only that, like, she became the audience where she was uh, asking them questions. Oh, and then what happened? And yeah. then she's the one that says, "So we did this necklace. So then what? Well, did you know this audience? We actually stole all these necklaces." Like, all, and you're like, see all the bits before that though, when like they just they're talking to her and she is vain as fuck. I, I, she pulled that off. I, I really well. enjoyed the bit where she's sitting looking in the mirror like that. Yeah, and she's kind of yeah. Going, That's so lucky. Yeah, Aye. yeah. Aye. Like there was loads of bits of that. There was yeah. like, like every, yeah, all the Anne Hathaway stuff Aye, on the start of the film is fucking great. Thinking back on it, she is actually really good. Aye, yeah. but yeah, like you're right. Like when she just becomes like they need uh, another member who's close in with the boyfriend mm-hmm. for the sake of the plot. She just she's just a jigsaw piece that they just chuck in yeah. without any consequences yeah. you, you don't even get to see the meeting of them turning her yeah, yeah. and then when she shows up, up it's like oh well I just don't really have a lot of girl pals you're like yeah. that's a shite or a line that, that's purely there as just like a, a just a throwaway joke that doesn't land yeah I mean see like again as is referred to in Ocean's 8 when, when Matt Damon when they need another guy and Matt Damon is the pickpocket of, of uh, Danny Ocean's crew and it just happened to be that um, they know his dad as well. So they're like, right, well, you're this guy's dad and we, we, we trust you. And then there's times where they kind of have to leave certain information out 
from Matt Damon because he's the rookie and he's just not he's, he's a pickpocket but he's not done anything this big and then later on Danny Ocean's like uh, right come on he's like oh, why didn't you tell me he's like listen doesn't matter you're here now and I needed you to act this way in order to think anything so you're like yeah this all those jigsaw pieces are fine but then in this you're like why didn't you do that? Why yeah. didn't you tell them this? This is for convenience. This is to misdirect the audience. But it's, it's I, exactly. This, I, I, why. I remember saying, like, like Neil's like, "What do you think this is?" See from the trailers, Hathaway's totally in on it. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucking obvious. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the posters as well. Like, there's yeah. eight. It's called Ocean's exactly, Eight, and, she's and there the are eight people in <laughs> the poster. Yeah. And Hathaway is one of them. Yeah, and I'm like, man, she's in on it, and then. When Corden's there and he's like, "Oh man, don't worry, I'll say." He, he made no sense. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I normally like, hate James Corden, but I've had no issue with him. Actually, like, see, he because was, like, he was all right. my introduction, like a lot of people, I suppose, to James Corden was in Gavin and Stacey, and I thought he was fucking great in it. He, he, he plays uh, that annoying guy in it, and in this, it's like it's, it's, I'm not. A, it's not an issue with his acting; it's his character. You're like. Everything's yeah, like, like his motivations. I mean, should he, make him a pure bastard. He, he is just the talk show host, like James yeah. Corden in this movie. Yeah, like that whole Mister Nicer than Nice. Yeah, like I'm everybody's pal. Yeah, thing. and now you could argue, like, there's a bit in it where it's like, oh man, James Corden's coming, and he uh, he got Danny Ocean once, he got her dad once, but then yeah. he's like, right, that might just all be top, but then he becomes part of the crew. You're like, did you not fuck over her brother? So how come now you trust her? Or is it just all? Is that all well, just he point? doesn't really become part of the crew. He takes like, up. He takes he, money. No, it no, doesn't take he, money. He, ta- he takes information. But he that's the thing though, he knows that she did it. Yeah. He is more than happy to pin the blame on an innocent man. Yeah. But this, like, this his, is this his is job take... is supposed to be to recover that necklace or, or find out if it was like insurance fraud mm-hmm. on the part of the, the company who owned the necklace. Judy What he does is frame an innocent yeah. person on the behalf of a criminal whose family he okay. has been in the habit of arresting. It makes no sense for it, him to That doesn't make any sense there, if that is the case. But I thought during the meeting when they were sitting there at the cafe and she's like, I'll give you 10% or something. I, I thought she offers him a percentage. No, no, she, she no tells she's telling him where, where, she can, where he can find. She's specifically no, sorry, you're right, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 sorry. Uh, yeah, but like, even the, like, even like, besides the fact that like, they just, what's the wee guy's name from the first movie? Like the acrobat guy that they get to do all the crazy oh, shit? shit. I can't mind his fucking, I can't mind the character's name and I don't know the actor's name. Like they get him back and he steals all the stuff yeah. off screen, right? Yeah. Which is like the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which again, it's the same with Logan Lucky where like, the main heist is happens off screen. Mm-hmm. It's like, and the, most of the crew aren't in it. It's like, why the fuck is that the case? Mm-hmm. And then even then, it's not Anne Hathaway. Who is it that shows up? Who's the FBI woman? Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank. Like, yeah. uh, she's supposed to be after them, but like at the end of Logan Lucky, she's just like having drinks with them in the fucking. No, but she's, like, she suspects them. She's casing them out. Ah, she no, suspects them. No, at the very end of the movie, I, like I've after seen, it's all resolved, it's like I've seen Logan Lucky. She's just sitting there. She's sitting at the bar, but the comments that she makes. She's trying to suss them That's what I thought, Neil. These seem like. The scripts are just dumbed down for the sake of being dumbed down. Like they don't, there's no point to them. But like the whole movie, like they repeatedly talk about how every inch of that place is covered by security cameras, and they like <laughs> yeah. it takes them nine days to make a no like twelve twelve days, days to make a nine foot blind spot next to the toilet door, which is the only place that isn't covered by cameras. And then like they do that heist with the fucking main necklace. But then, like that, we Asian boy steals all the fucking other shit in the entire place. They would have looked at all the footage, like yeah. not just the footage of the bathroom, yeah. 
they didn't see him do all that. Well, let's stick like, with let's stick with the bathroom, right? This necklace that's worth 150 million dollars, whatever. Oh, you can't go and why? It's a girl's bathroom. I fucking yeah. hate that. I was like, you would follow that fucking necklace right to the point. Yeah, like, yeah Sandra Bullock would have been fucking manhandled out of the way. You better yeah. fucking yeah. believe that would have uh, happened. The two guys that they, they build up for that role, yeah, uh, saying like their ex Mossad and stuff like Aye. that, they would not fuck at Sandra Bullock. Aye. They'd be like, get the yeah, fuck. Who are you? Fuck. Who are you? I know some girls tell there's 150 million there. That's our job. Yeah, they wouldn't be like, oh, but wait. fucking arm twisted with her back and a gun pointed at her. she would have been. Totally. But again, though, like that's not what this movie is because and, it, it's all so smooth sailing. Yeah, okay. and then it's like, oh man, when they actually get the necklace off and they put it in amongst the dinner trays, that's a shiny necklace. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone would have noticed this shiny it's necklace. It's a shiny amongst- necklace that they have also made a point of comment on how heavy it is. Yeah, like yes. When the when the Asian puts it on yeah. the tray the guy would have noticed of course and uh, then like and uh, that, that is the hiccup in the movie so the one hiccup to the plan is that that guy stops to talk about smoking weed uh, and then uh, and then like a is it pa- Paulson, Paulson? Yeah. Like she just turns up and tells him to move and that's like the, the one moment of tension where the plan might fuck up just resolved like that yeah it's like the movie's alright, but like it could have done with being more complicated. Like so much of it just kinda or, is so convenient. Or even if it's gonna be that simple, a bit more style to it. Yeah. Just just uh, a bit more I know it's New York, it's not Vegas and that, but give it give it that ocean's glitz and glam yeah, it, man. Yeah. Give it something some fun edits and just something. I don't know the, the not saying the soundtrack, I think it was Daniel Pemberton that did it. It was alright, but it was just I think it's David Holmes that does the original one. Is. That soundtrack just is part of the film. It's like it gives the, the the film such a fucking cool pulse. That's what I'm saying. So, so many times I'm like, Dad, Ocean's Eleven is a cool movie because everything yeah. about it is cool and it's it's just a fucking experience to watch. With this, you're like, it just needed something like that, man. Yeah. I really, really yeah, fucking I wish it had that. At the same time, if they were to announce an Ocean's Nine. I'll watch it. Oh yeah, I I think this film does enough to kind of act as a building block. Yeah, and you can move on from it. They they need though if Sandra Bullock returns in that role though they need to make it so that she is more charismatic. Yeah. Like uh, like Tommy kind of mentioned, like she looks tired constantly. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's so much that she looks tired. She just looks entirely fucking disinterested uh, in everything that's going on. Even when she's getting her comeuppance with her ex-boyfriend who kind of is the one responsible for putting her in jail. Uh, You you don't really get any sense of anything from her. Mm -hmm. She just seems kind of aloof. Yeah. Have you guys got anything more to say about it? No, not really. Um, it was okay yeah would you recommend it to people it's a total Sunday morning Netflix effort again yeah if it's, if it's free on the telly or on a streaming yeah. service it was I was just wanting to yeah. look up the character there just because uh, her name is uh, uh, Aquafina that is the uh, character you're talking about the Asian lassie she's actually a, I think she's a hip hop artist I'm sure she's got a song called she's got some I, I think it's called like I. it's like my vag because I'm pretty sure right. my mate in work uh, Craig he said I was like who is this last week oh she's a hip hop artist and he sent me one of her songs that, like, it just says my, my vag or something and I'm like I haven't listened to that yet but I will because I mean that title but yeah, yeah that's her name Aquafido uh, we, get, we get 30 seconds don't we before Fair Use kicks in that's true yeah. absolutely <laughs> um, so like 
one of the things I'll say as well is like the the sequence at the end where like they've all got their money and it kind of shows you what they all do with it. Again, Kate Blanchett steals the show with that one, man. Like the fact that like they're all like doing other but petty they, shit. She just gets on a bike and starts riding. No, but they totally bike. signpost that for the for yeah, the start of the she's, film because she's yeah. looking at LA. Right. It's, it's the West Coast. But like, uh, the, the thing I would say though, like during that sequence where like it's kind of just showing you the them just post heist and then them what they're doing with their money. Like I thought that what it was going to do was That's my bad. That's it. Uh, I thought what it was going to do was like this is what they imagine they're going to do with the money. But then it's all going to fucking kick off because like the cops find them and then like well, they need to start improvising. It just isn't. It just ends. Well, it is I mean, actually just like yeah, because like the money. again, like the way Ocean's Eight kind of finishes is like like Danny Ocean returns to jail, uh, and then Brad Pitt comes and gets him out, and Julia Roberts is back with him, and then that really fucking cool tune kicks in, and then you just see two guys killing them, and then it ends, and you're like, right, this could be a sequel, but even if it's not. I didn't really need to know. They just they got their money. That's cool. With this, I didn't really like the post credit uh, sequence because it's like Kate Blanchett's is signposted. There was a post credit. Sorry, not post credit. Sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, at post heist where you find out uh, what they're doing, right. and it's like a, and then Anne Hathaway's a film director. I'm like, but we didn't really get that. I mean, at least with Blanchett's, they kind of sow the seeds of off. She no, had the money. Hathaway, she had the money. I thought that was like a kind of natural progression. Yeah, like she is an actress. If you've got that money, why would you? And then like, you? and then yeah. when Rihanna's like, oh, she got up, she got a bar. And I'm like, yeah, well. Again, I, mean, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, I, I liked like, okay. the outcome for all of them, I thought was good. I was just a bit disappointed. Aquafina's one's like, cool where she's like, I've got my new crib and I'm yeah. doing my vlog. So like, and I'm like, yeah, I, that's I totally what she's just doing a little tea. I totally thought <laughs> that was going to be the point in the movie. I didn't realise that was going to be the actual end. I thought that was going to be the, and now shit kicks off moment. And it just I kind of wish yeah. that you were left with that wee tease, but in saying that, this. I mean, they could make a sequel with that. They will make a sequel probably if the money's. if it happens. Which I reckon it will. With that ending, I would have just liked to have seen some kind of tease of like, nah, this case is not resolved, and mm. it sows this, it leaves the seeds for it. You know what I mean? I think I also find it really annoying that at no point, like they've stole all these crown jewels, at no point do you get even like a we find the background of the news saying, oh, these have all been stolen. The hunt is well, on. I mean, like the the way they kind of handle it in the film, though, it's like the only one that people seem to suspect is a fake is the main one mm. which again though like as soon as that was found to have been a yeah, counterfeit they would have checked all yeah. the others like it just yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah. and that's when they would have checked the cameras and yeah. seen the Asian guy steal them all and yeah. fucking it yeah. just that whole stuff man like, I like to see Sarah Paulson do more films do you know Tommy this is a film where I feel you are truly validated and your weirdo celebrity crush of Sarah Paulson. <laughs> so what else because she uh, American Horror American Horror Story. Uh, she's in that. She's in uh, The Spirit, very briefly. Mm. Uh, she's in other stuff. But I yeah, I've, I've, yeah, she's like my weird celebrity crush. A thing this film did very well was everybody looked fabulous. Yeah. yeah. They all looked yeah, their yeah. best. Yeah. Um, again, like you, the, you the could big... see that, that like a lot, because again, there's a couple of times when we were in the, well, number one, when we were watching it, it was chatty chatty for about five ten. Yeah, it was really yeah. fucking chatty and there's a couple of bits there's a shot where um, there's a big shot of like a, a cupboard well a doors open and reveals all these shoes and I heard someone behind me go <gasps> like you know like they were really impressed with that and there's bits where like Rihanna came out and you seen the camera kind of go up and she looks dead glamorous in her red dress and there was a lot of like a couple of oh, like you know like there was a lot of shots where a those lot sequences were are, are you saying that this film fetishize you Fetishizes that this film fetishizes 
what they feel that women want. Um, I don't shoes, dresses. Like even there's a couple of shots where stuff. I think even, there's a, a lot of service itself, to the like, glamour and the fashion yeah. side of it because it is a gala and like right yeah and there's a lot to look at. Is this the Sex in the City of Ocean's no, movies? No, no, See, no, like, no, no. Even no. the heist, even the heist itself being about jewelry, I did have that thought of like this is like a little bit archaic in yeah. demeaning, where it's like you know as if they're all just fucking superficial you know it's all about appearances you said it as well Neil that bit where Anna was like oh lucky you like she's like that's the joke and the character her that was fucking hilarious though it was really good yeah like having the heist be like a very superficial for the sake of appearances thing is maybe a bad move but like at the same time it didn't really get in the way see that it's just before that it's before that scene where like to kind of get like I, again, see that um, the whole process of Helena Bonham Carter trying to get that job, and she's dead nervous and she oh. can't act, and then outside yeah, like, like was, was with bubble guns and that. And I then find that really silly. I I didn't I didn't mind not that quite in a good way. And then when Bonham Carter's actually got the it's like the safety pin necklace on, yeah. and Anne Hathaway starts freaking out because she's got a safety pin necklace on. It's like no breathe, no call breathe. You've got the best neck in the world. As like, and she's like, that's great and all that. Some of that was some of that joke was funny. Like the bit. Paco leaned in after he's like you really love that don't you and it was the only bit where I actually really chuckled out loud and that was when uh, Anne Hathaway's deciding right I need a designer for the who's gonna who's gonna clothe me for this gala and then her assistant's like oh well you know she's she's been pictured um, I don't know about it was it Rose Wilde's been pictured by this girl should we get her? Should we make a point? And she goes, Do you need me get a I just thought that was fucking really funny because it's so petty and immature. It's so petty. Yeah, rather than just, Yeah, it's like, Do you need me get a point? It's just, it's, it's the lowest, co- it's the lowest comeback to anything is when you have to do that voice and fucking repeat what they said. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're all pretty much on the same page of this from the game, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I. I, it I, wasn't, I, I, it I, wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It is forgettable, but yeah. it's like there, there yeah. are there are worse ways to spend an hour and a half on a Friday night with popcorn. Yeah, you can watch Ocean's Twelve. Yes, Ocean's Twelve <laughs> terrible. He did say that. He goes, "Is is it better? Is is Ocean's Eight better than Ocean's I was like, "No." Not by a long shot. So it's like, is, it, is it better than Ocean's Thirteen? I'm like, no, but it's Ocean's Thirteen and Ocean's Eight are round. They're kind of so twelve. The twelve is the one. They're on the run round Europe. Twelve is the one where Julia Roberts plays Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. and it's like the whole thing is Awful. like they're trying to steal a Fabergé egg. Yeah, and for some reason they have like a hologram of it. Bruce Willis appears and thinks, "Oh, Julia Roberts, when did you get pregnant?" Right. Yeah, the, the the reason they're having to do it is because the guy they fuck over in the first one, Teddy Benedict, played by Garcia. Like he basically forces them into it. He basically yeah. has to force them into doing it or, or else. And then I think it's like because they're going around Europe, like Scotland Yard and that are after uh-huh. them as well. I can't remember who plays that. Whereas it's 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 not good. Oceans thirteen brings it back to basics. But like also has that Pirates of the Caribbean thing where like the previous villain is now one of their allies. You well, not yet. Yeah, t- Terry Benedict again. Kind of happens. Yeah, it not? in in Ocean's Thirteen, we remember we're talking about like wrinkles to be played out in Ocean's Thirteen. They're ha- they have to do something. Uh, sorry, they're having to do something, but some like a ha- something happens, and they're like, right, we don't have the money to fund what we need to do. So they go to Terry Benedict and right. Garcia's character, and he says, "If you try to fuck me over, this will happen, and I'll be monitoring you." All the time, so I'm gonna help you. And then, like, who you try to fuck over? And it's like, oh, Willie Banks, like, I fucking hate him. I'll help you. I'll go for it. Yeah. Uh, is that the end of the show? 
Yes. I will leave you with Aquafina's top five on Spotify. Right, hurry up, because I've been holding a fart for at least 20 minutes. Number five, Yellow Ranger. <laughs> number number four, My Vag. Number three, Ghost. Number two, NYC Bitches, with a dollar sign. Neil, number why, one, Marijuana. Neil, why do I get the impression that this is probably one of your favourite artists? I'm kind of digging this. Despite, no, despite I, the I, fact you've never listened to any songs. I think that I'm not going to like this. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm interested this to see how it plays. But. This sounds like SoundCloud rapper bullshit. Okay. I didn't know what a post Here. Malone was. Let's say let's just fucking do now. Let's just calm down with the SoundCloud hate because that's what we host on. <laughs> what he's meaning oh never mind, I'm I gonna know, try to explain know, it. Right, okay, so that'll do us. Um I'm away next week, so gentlemen, the mic will be all yours, so that means you'll have to look up your own news and do this yourself. I mean, let's be honest, the show's probably just not gonna happen, yeah. right? He's Man, no idea. What? Are you trying to say I'm the glue that holds this together? Because I look up the news? Not at all, man. So like, why aren't you going to do it? Because like neither myself or Neil are the kind of people who have any kind of motivation. I'll do it. I'll watch some stuff. Man, if I would... Is there anything actually worthwhile out in the cinema? We don't know yet. I don't. Because know. we're not that professional. Right. Um, if we watch all the Evangelion... How many people who actually listen to this show, which is already not a great deal, would actually be interested in listening to an Evangelion podcast? Right, you don't don't right, do okay. it as main canon, do it as a side thing. How long would that take? I could fucking talk about Evangelion no. all night. How long would it take to watch it? Oh right, okay. You have a twenty four episodes and all twenty minutes each. That's so, that's a heavy ask. Yeah, and then there's an hour and a half movie. That's a heavy ask. Right. If I wasn't. If I wasn't going out on Sunday, because that will also take out my Monday, mm. I would say yes to that. Mm. you going to see Katy Perry on Sunday? i see Katy Perry, eh? <laughs> What's wrong, Tom? Well, Neil's not been, he wasn't, he's not been happy where recently, so I just hope that he yes, gets the show. Yes, it's going to be an interesting to. evening where I have to try and put up with the stuff that I really, really hate, because I really love some of the other stuff. Yeah. Right, well we'll see, there may or may not be a show, yeah. I guess the if, guys are going to find out one way or another. Yeah, if you want to contact us, uh, well we got a tweet this week uh, at Raptors right. Podcast, we did indeed. I, I tried to find that tweet earlier on today and could not find it. He's uh, not deleted it, surely. I searched oh, Raptors in the kitchen. Did you get grief? I searched... Well, me and you get grief, but I'll I tell you what. I searched Alan page. So basically Alan was agreeing with us about football being balls. Uh, but he disagreed that uh, gaming. gaming is the lowest kind of form of art when it comes to these entertainment mediums. And hold on, he didn't say, in my opinion, or I think he went, no, it's wrestling. And he is 100% correct. Fuck you, Kerr. User, Fuck Alan, you. Alan, User talking you could, shite. Alan, you could not be more correct. No, you're not, right? This is it. Like, <laughs> wrestling is fucking trash. It can it be. It's fucking dreadful. It's not... It, is. it can be dreadful, but listen, this is what I'll say in reply to that. To say, oh, in my opinion, or just because you're not into something doesn't mean that it's the lowest form. I mean, that's like saying, oh, see, comics, they're for kids. 
Or see, you know, see like, playing Rayman, that's a baby's game. It's like, don't be so fucking oh, like condescending. Tommy, Tommy, I tried playing Rayman and nothing. Tommy's doing the fun. deep cuts, he's targeting that directly at me. You could just, I'm just fucking love I'm just Rayman. saying, it's condescending. If you don't like it, fair enough. But to out and out say that, I was like, that's shite. Do you that's know, utter like, shite. I, I don't know, but like, wrestling is just fucking lame, though, man. In your opinion. <laughs> it's like, I don't even like the point I'm games, like Dungeons and Dragons and uh, Warhammer stuff. Like, I don't like that stuff. But is that like, shit? Uh, is that I, I daft? Think, is that fucking rubbish? I still think wrestling is worse than that. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. There's loads... It's... Uh, uh, fucking not getting this. But yes, Alan Kerr said that. Alan, thank you for tweeting. You're absolutely right, Alan. You're 100% spot on. you're wrong. In my opinion. Whilst... I stand up and will defend your right to free speech, <laughs> Mr. Kerr. You're fucking wrong on this one. Yeah. Anyway, but thank you for the tweet. So, yeah, at Raptors Podcast on Twitter, Raptors in the Kitchen on Facebook. Uh, again, if you'd like to tweet, I mean, has MD tweeted about the World Cup to Paco yet? Not a single person. I will start doing that. And I know, I just want him to know. Well, to actually, me. yeah, you have done. Have you ta- I? You tagged us in like a thing about that one friend who has no idea what's It was going a Greg's on. advert. Yeah, it's like it's a guy like with a, a sausage roll. Aye, they're all cheating the football. This guy's just eating a sausage roll. Like, There's Paco. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but yeah, so if you want to check that out, that'd be great. We might have a show next week. We might not. I hope you do. Um, but anyway, we'll see you when you see us. Rappers in the kitchen.